and welcome to One Season Wonders, a show about the miracles and missteps of forgotten television. I'm your co-host, Jeff Zuschlag. I'm your co-host, Mark Zuschlag. And we are closing out Fox's 2011 sci-fi family drama crazy proto-fascist series with dinosaurs, Terra Nova. (laughs) (laughs) Several great tastes that go great together, as this episode um, aptly demonstrates. We were both wrong, Jeff. I mean, were we both from, wrong? From, okay, I was very wrong, but you were a little <laughs> bit wrong because, like, Taylor goes from good to extra good. <laughs> That's true. They reverse it. Like, not only they does he it, yeah. does he remain a uh, a hero, but he becomes like they the, even even the one thing I thought they would like complicate him with, they just straight up are like, no, nah, it's just that he's he's too awesome. He's too awesome, and no one understands he's him. Too cool. He's too damn cool. He's too much of a beast. Yeah. You know what they say, everyone lives long enough to see themselves become the hero <laughs> or the legend or whatever. Become become know. daddy of the jungle. Become daddy of the jungle. Yes, he, he is everyone's daddy. He's even Zoe's daddy by the he end is. of the episode. Like for reals. Uh yeah, this this episode just really in I don't think it was a bad episode per se. I think it was a very no, goofy I episode at times. I, it was great. I, I the thing about this episode to me is that it was so like straightforward, good versus evil, like it the at, in a weird way the show managed to get you to that point in, in like its run because yeah. when it first started off like again we were sort of like oh maybe Taylor's gonna be a bad guy and then he was like kind of fascistic and you're like ah oh, this is kind of weird, and then like you had the Sixers who oh maybe they're not so bad they don't seem to be hurting people but then they're fighting for an employee their employer yeah goddamn. i feel like it got to this episode and it's just like all right taylor's the good guy not taylor's the bad guy and we're just gonna run with it and it, it worked it was like very simple like it i mean yeah it did it got the job done like i i had a great time watching well, it. well it's interesting because like for a moment the show becomes this sort of like guerrilla warfare resistance story and i kind of like and then it like by the this you know slight spoiler but I mean you know come on, uh, for this episode it ends pretty much just like reestablishing the status quo as the beginning of the series with like some some surface level changes, but in terms of like characters and their relationships to one another and kind of the overarching threat, is sort Josh of, is less of a wiener. That's true the because end. his girlfriend's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how you become a man when you first yeah. loved one dies. <laughs> Because his girlfriend's dead, and somebody finally beat the shit out of him, so he's uh, yes. he's he's reformed now. Reformed. Uh, he's he's gone through this this show's version of like masculine trial by fire. <laughs> that he got in a fight, he lost the fight, and his girlfriend's dead. So, and he lost um, like someone close to him. So therefore, yes. he's ready to be a man. He's he, he by the end of the episode, he had a beard, big bushy beard. <laughs> his shirt was ripped open so you could yeah. see into his big glorious chest hair. Right, right. Yeah, his absolutely. voice had dropped a few octaves. Uh, actually, the the other one that um or like the other change yeah is at least aesthetically going into the next season if there'd been a next season uh they might have been able to change things around and like the aesthetics between the colonists and the sixers may not have been as or so stark and maybe stereotypical. I mean, I, I, again, the, the thing, though, is that this show doesn't, even in this episode, like, a lot of stuff happens in this episode, but outside of a couple of, um, man, even, like, some of the key character deaths, like, 
don't really shift things much for the characters per se. Like Josh is a little bit less of a wiener in these scenes, but it's almost because he's kind of sidelined for like a big portion of this episode. Like I have no doubt that if like another season had come around, Josh would still be kind of like screwing up and being kind of a really. Uh, I I think so because the show. Doesn't I thought he do... was. I thought he was the character that changed the most, which may not be yeah, saying maybe. that much, but like by the end of that episode, like he is shown to be i guess more reliable in a way maybe but like what does he really do like he gets in one fight and then is kind of used as a pawn to get to cop dead and then he's just kind of on the sidelines like his his big changing moment is that he no longer like resent like i guess resents cop dead as much as yeah, he, he has to. a good heart-to-heart moment with his dad I guess. I don't know. I, I just think that, like, a lot of this show is spinning plot plates while maintaining kind of this weird... It, it is kind of that weird mashup of, like, the family sitcom and the yeah. um, the sci-fi show where, like, stuff happens plot-wise and in the world, but the characters kind of... Like, the ending of this episode could have been in any other episode. Like, the characters are all yeah. pretty much where yeah, they started yeah. at the beginning of the series with like some maybe minor changes in like the stakes, which yeah. to that point, like the stakes are finally kind of realized in this episode. And I sort of wish they'd been there from the beginning instead of all this weird, like, cause like the Sixers by themselves in the past of the series were never really clearly defined yeah. and like their goals and purposes and objectives and the, the, their level of danger was always kind of this big question mark, which made a lot of the, the intervening episodes feel aimless. This one finally, like, shit gets real yeah and it is very refreshing to see that all kind of snap into focus yeah also this is the most uh like dad um fantasy fulfillment episode oh, of 100%. them all it is insanely dad fantasy fulfillment no and like can... it like every level too yes. like he bangs his wife he's <laughs> a rebel resistance fighter he fights he doesn't fight a dinosaur. He fights with a dinosaur. With a dinosaur, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dinosaur is on his side. <laughs> is on his side. He, like, helps, in quotes, defuse a bomb. Like, it's all there. Yeah. All the... He becomes... You know, he has his best bro, Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... it's, and, it's and also, like, no one can shut up about... <laughs> And no one can shut up about their dad and how they feel about their dads just constantly. That was, yeah, they, the amount of times they mention uh, dad in this episode is pretty crazy. It really sticks out to they you. Really, they really threw as much of that in there as they could. Yeah, when you're watching it an hour and a half, because this was, we should say, like, the finale, like the premiere, is a two-episode kind yeah. of omnibus. Uh, so, yeah, when you watch two episodes back-to-back like this, it really does start to stick out how much everyone's everything revolves around how they feel about their dad. Their dads. Oh, but Elizabeth has a really cool moment, though. She does, too. And it actually, it made me... Okay, well, well, you know what? Let's, let's, let's dive into go. the recap. Uh, yeah, Sorry, I'm going yeah, yeah, to bring yeah, up we're... this point when we get to it. But, okay. Uh, I have a thought about that. Yeah. So, we open... Uh, uh, since we ended last episode with Lucas sort of going back to the future through the time portal, we open this one with him sort of conversing with... A guy who uh, I guess we're led to believe is part of the whatever network it makes up their employers, although he also <laughs> refers to them as our employers. So the hierarchy and structure here is really not super I clear. can't tell if they, like, never came up with a good name for their employers <laughs> or if it's supposed to be, like, mysterious. Honestly, uh, I don't think they it's have. It's not clear, yeah. I don't think they have a good idea of who the employers they are. Try I think and they make are it purposely sound... keeping that vague. Yeah, yeah. They try and make it sound, like, so mysterious or whatever. This kind of sounds stupid that, like... They can't say, like, oh, yeah, our boss would be, like, 
very happy about this. Like yeah, they always yeah. use our employers. Like by the way, we're definitely being paid a large sum of money yeah. by an evil entity to do this. In case you forgot, in case yeah. that wasn't like, clear, they can't even decide whether it's like a government or a corporation. Like because you're right, they can't even use phrases like our boss or like so, yeah. our like, or the company, the, the company, yeah, the corporation. Like that stuff would have like gone a long way to clarifying exactly <laughs> what the nature of this threat is. But no, it's just this very nebulous like maybe it's a company, maybe it's a network of companies, maybe it's a government, maybe it's like. Maybe it's like the the equivalent of like the um like Cerberus from Mass Effect. Like who the, who the hell knows? Like the elusive uh, man just shows up. <laughs> well, I mean the guy the guy who we meet is kind of elusive is kind of the elusive man, except he's way more incompetent. Like he's not even yeah. evil. He's just kind yeah. of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's just like the worst like court like like boardroom douchebag. Yeah. Uh, but he looks like kind of an off brand Henry Cavill. So he does. Yeah, uh, younger off brand Henry. Cavill. Yeah, I have him down in my notes as just like lead scumbag because I don't know if he ever gets a name. I'm sure someone like offhand he refers to him. He gets fucking annihilated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoiler from warning. This good earth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll just call him lead scumbag for now. All right. Uh, so they are sort of discussing. They're in kind of like a, mil- a paramilitary training grounds of sorts, I guess. There are a lot of troops marching everywhere, but like mercenary troops. Yeah. Um, and they're talking about how their plan here is that they're going to storm and take control of Hope Plaza, which in the future is, I guess, the lab or, like, area, what do the time travel, uh, where the where the rift is, basically. So yeah. they're going to commandeer it, uh, and instead of the 11th pilgrimage going through the portal to Terra Nova, they're going to send their troops, is basically their plan. Um, but there is, like, it is important to note that, like, they, th- whoever the employers are, one, they're relying on a mercenary army, and two, they are in opposition to whatever entity is yeah. doing the Hope Plaza stuff, which, again, might be a country, might be the UN, might be an alliance of sorts, might be a, again, like like the human project from Children of Men, might just be like a group of scientists who did a thing. Again, not very clear what the, the exact nature of these organizations this is, is, but they, yeah. they hate each other. This somehow. is the sort of weirdest, like... Uh, narrative plot background choice yeah. that I've seen in almost the whole show because it basically makes I just don't know why they did it beyond yeah. giving like the viewer the understanding without a shadow of a doubt that Hope Plaza is for the sole express mission of um, you know Taylor like establishing a new colony yeah. in the past blah, blah blah but that's also weird because one they tried to relieve him of his command at some point but again th- in the this past is, maybe? this is weird this is weird because like it would have made sense if like the twist was that hope plaza was always going to be this like secret right. strip mining operation but instead that whole like relieving of your command was taylor's commanding officer being not paid by hope plaza but by the employers, so he's both aligned with Hope Plaza and the employers, and, the employers, but it's like, and then yeah. they're not aligned anymore, and it yeah. just makes the whole. I, I think they do actually a pretty clever job, I guess, with the whole with this setup that they do when they eventually do invade Hope Plaza, yes. or when they do eventually invade Terra Nova. Is kind of wondering how they're going to work through this battle, or you know, what yeah. sort of setup were they going to do? And I actually kind of like the way that they handled it. Because, but they put such weird constraints on themselves, and it really just brings up more questions of how yeah. this backstory, this world, world works when very wealthy people can take over and or sneak an army through a yeah. portal to the past. It's not entirely clear. 
yeah. like how all of that shakes down. It's just it's such a bizarre choice to me to yeah. make when they could have easily said, "Oh, there are corrupt people in Hope Plaza that take over and yeah." Send or for sure, or, or, or for sure again, it would have even made more sense if Hope Plaza was always like, yeah, right. of course, like the corporations who own everything, of course they're gonna like Hope Plaza is basically their excuse to like, right, right. Like that makes sense to me. I don't know. Maybe like the writers. We've seen before that I think the <laughs> the writers and the showrunners don't quite share our uh, our, our cynicism and our skepticism <laughs> towards like yes. sources of power. So maybe they it just like didn't occur to them that like yeah That's of course thing, of man. course humanity's one hope. Like of course every like scumbag corporation is gonna have like a hand <laughs> in that. Like they're not gonna just let that happen. Yeah. Uh. But anyway. Um. So uh, that's their plan. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna use the eleventh pilgrimage to send soldiers through instead and, and take control of the plaza. Yep. Our employers are gonna be so rich. Uh, on the other side of the portal, Captain and Taylor are setting up for battle just by kind of stationing troops everywhere in the jungle. It's funny because they they like go through this elaborate dance of like stationing troops in like various like you know blind spots and like check your corners and like make sure that you have a field of fire this wide. And then they reveal that like oh yeah they all got to come through this one portal. Let's just put a bunch of guns in front of the portal. <laughs> It's like, oh, yeah, this this honestly, if they played this right, this could have been the shortest, dumbest battle of all mankind, because they even specify that, like, they can only come two and three at a time, time, which is like, yo, just like, honestly, just like put a minefield in front of this portal, like stick a bunch of guns. You're good to go. Um, So they're 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 getting set up uh, back with the family. Um, (laughs) Zoe, Zoe has this line where she says, uh, if there's a war, can I have a sonic pistol? Dude, this Which, is so – everyone treats it as cute. It's not it does. cute. It's That's so terrifying. Disturbing. It's like, no, you are a child. We do not condone child soldiers as a colony on Terra Nova, <laughs> and you need to not talk that way, young yeah. child. Yeah, there's, there's – a. I forget what the exact word is, but their thing isn't like – violence is bad the thing is like oh we don't even know if there's gonna be a war <laughs> so it's yeah like, we might give you a gun but like you know who knows if that's gonna gonna end up happening uh honestly like between this and zoe's later interaction with taylor and also her playing taylor in like the kid play yeah like zoe's recruited like zoe is hard zoe like, is indoctrinated she is she's she gonna is throw fully... down for this this regime yeah. like she she's part of the little like taylor youth uh, patrol here. <laughs> they should have a, they should have See what the next season should have been is way in the future. Zoe is now leading the band of survivors and rules it with an iron fist, and they worship the <laughs> God Emperor Taylor. <laughs> oh Lord, yeah, maybe maybe season three. That's that's where it goes if, if this ever went that far. Uh, but yeah, so everyone's very charmed by Zoe, uh, cutely alluding to taking up arms herself. <laughs> uh, so Josh wants to meet his girlfriend at the porter copped. Uh, porter at the portal cop dead says uh nah i'll i'll take care of her for you as we alluded to earlier this this will not end well um mark and dad's letting you down and lying to you and having (laughs) daddy issues another new generation actually josh doesn't change at all he's yeah no uh mark and maddie they this episode pushes a lot of mark and maddie uh like ooey gooey romanceness, which I can't not see as creepy anymore because he wants to take a child bride. And All that's... right, let's back up. That's true. <sighs> uh, really, this is just the old trope of like the man going off to war and the woman saying goodbye. It's some three hundred type ship shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but in like, 300... that's the trope they're going for. It is kind of creepy because she's sixteen apparently, and he's yeah. not sixteen apparently. It's it, like at best he's eighteen, which I guess yeah. you could construe as like high school sweethearts. But it's still very weird. Again, I think it's weird because we they haven't been shown to like 
I don't know, man. He's hot, and like they have some cute banter, but like he goes straight from like we went on a date once that ended in us hiding from dinosaurs, yeah, to like I want to marry this underage woman well, and I'll wait however many years long to make that happen. Like that's yeah. just weird to me. It, that that is weird. But again, we have to view it through, through the lens of of dad fantasy, oh. and the dad fantasy is that there's this young kid who wants to marry your daughter and is like and very earnest and sweet about it. He's just, and he's a, a young and he's a soldier. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and he's just an idiot basically. It's, he's <laughs> just young and stupid. And so you as a father can instill your experience into this young man. It's like, he's got good, good character in quotes, but yeah. he just needs the experience to not sound like a <laughs> creep. Yeah. Um, and through that lens, it doesn't strike me. It's still weird. Like, that whole scene was just weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't really understand. I I mean, I do understand why they put it in, because the whole dad, like, fantasy type Mm. thing that you have discussed in previous episodes. Uh, It doesn't... It is weird. That scene does make it weirder. I... it Again, it's just... This whole setup of, like, them marching off to war is just a checklist of all the different things that happen in that scene. Yeah. In any movie that is ever existed and has had this sort of confrontation and i'm okay with it like if it's a, it's a great trope I, not this particular trope i mean right, right, right. all the tropes that make up going <laughs> off to war it's a great like i mean that's what the third lord of the rings is all about right and helm's deep the second one like it has some great scenes that revolve around that you I know guess. final I, battle sort i i of I, I just wish it, I, I would have been so much more invested in it if they didn't throw out that weird I yes. want to marry your underage daughter thing. Yes. Like, they didn't need to do that, but they did it, and now they got We're going to have kids. I'm going to impregnate your daughter. Whoa, dude. Whoa, whoa, buddy, Holy buddy. Shit. <laughs> We're going to form our own colony. <laughs> We're going to call it a commune. I'm going to have a cult. <laughs> whoa, hey. Uh. Uh, ooh, whoa, all right, Mark. Oh, jeez, please, Mark. Goddamn. Jungle's really good. Uh, you go stand in front of the portal. Uh, you're going to be the guy. You're going to be the front man. You you're got the this. Man. You're the point man. You got you're this. The point you're the man. Uh, oh, my God. He died. It was horrible. <laughs> I don't know how this could happen. I'm sorry, daughter. It's just. It's weird that Mark would just get obliterated instantly by any threat that me, like looks his way. Remember that time a bird beat him up? That was That weird. is true. Yeah. He should not be marching off to war, actually. Uh, Maddie should be very concerned about yeah, yeah. This, she has, this whole she has scenario. Reason. She has reason to worry that she'll never see him again. <laughs> Because every time he leaves home, there's the, there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> uh, so meanwhile, Lieutenant Washington, our favorite uh, military gal, our favorite GI Jane, is staying staying behind. She's looking after the colony just in case shit goes sideways, which inevitably it will. Um, so kind of smart on Taylor's point to assume that. Uh, everyone <laughs> also lines- to leave Washington there to rule and not cop death. <laughs> cop death uh, would still be looking for the spy. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I still haven't cracked the case. There's a spy out here. <laughs> but where did she get the mirror from? I'm still going. I'm still going through the list of names. I haven't questioned every every bedridden like plague victim in this colony who could have helped her. Uh, anyway, so uh, and he's just using it as an excuse to bully Malcolm. He's like, you know, Malcolm's, <laughs> Malcolm's had it too easy lately. I need to stay behind and make sure he doesn't get too comfortable. Uh, so everyone lines up on the portal, uh, but honestly, like again, this seems like whatever uh, plot plot nitpicks. But it does seem weird that their strategy when they have like 
could easily funnel all the soldiers into a kill zone. Their strategy is to like line up basically in a firing squad, like not even take cover, yeah, not even like hide in the jungle. I just love it. All line up in a it's row. It's such a great. Uh, I. <laughs> it's not a good strategy. Yeah. But it is a strategy, and it's just—it's such a great. I don't know. It's so—it's so—it's so perfect because, I mean, okay. I love this scene because, what happens is people are coming through the portal. Yeah. Um. Or they—they're all—they have all these guns and trucks lined up in front of the portal because they don't know whether it's going to be some like random actual colonists who make it through, yeah. or whether it's going to be the whole military industrial complex coming to strip mine the place, right? right? And so they have this setup where it's literally there's a path that leads to the portal with jungle on all sides. And they just have a few jeeps parked. And then it, the entire army is standing around these few jeeps parked like with their guns. Po- there are a couple of dudes actually who are just standing in some like pockets of tall grass <laughs> as cover, uh, which is pretty great. Yeah. Um, and it. it it's this tense moment. Everyone's waiting. They don't know who's going to come through the portal. And the first person to come through the portal is just this, like, random dude colonist. And he's like, oh, yeah. man, what's going on? And just in front of him is just, like, <laughs> a firing squad, as you described yeah. it. It's just a bunch of guys with guns, no cover, no trying to stay hidden, just standing there. Like, yeah. all of them pointed at it. It's so – I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, funny or, like, <laughs> add to the – I just feel Surreality like it really added to it? the scene. Yeah, the realness of it where, like – you come through, it's like, oh, it's time for a new hope, a totally new life. Oh, you go God. through this portal, and <laughs> you're about to get executed. <laughs> like, That's there will not be your body will be unrecognizable after you yeah. step through that portal. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think of it that way, but you're right. If the, if it actually was just like innocent colonists coming through, they would like shit themselves the moment they stepped out of the portal. Like. <laughs> Welcome to the and jungle, bitch. And knowing Taylor's like way of running a colony and the fact that he's kind of a fascist dictator, it's brilliant. It yeah, instills yeah. immediately a sense of fear yeah. and smallness in the face of Taylor and his army. Yeah, a real show of force. A real show of force, yeah. Uh, shock and awe, bitch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but what it actually is is so, like the, as you said, the first couple colonists come through and they seem like we're, we're led to believe they're colonists because they're kind of grungy looking. They got backpacks. Uh, one of them comes fa- through. They have families, like yeah. a mother and her child come through or yeah. something. One of them who comes through is Kara, actually, and Cop Dead yeah. runs out and hugs her. Which So either she is unaware of what's about to happen or doesn't care and wants to take this moment <laughs> to have a heart like heartfelt reunion before everyone I think goes it's to that shit. She, I think it's that she doesn't know because of what happens. Uh, but you're right. She really kind of kills herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like but see i don't know how she doesn't know because the next guy who comes through yeah is and also like again side note i don't want to get too bogged down on nitpicking the plot because like whatever like they would find a or way to make this, this. happen <laughs> but it is kind of dumb that nobody thinks that like this could be a possibility which is that the next colonist walks through and like the chillest dude ever opens his jacket and he's like it's like oh, you, can you help me and he's got like a <laughs> Just a, a suit full of bombs. Just like a bomb suit. Bombs, yeah. The other thing that I like about... I, or not really like about the scene. But the other thing that sort of cracks me up about this scene is that he cut, the chillest dude comes in, opens his shirt, has a bunch of the bombs, and, and he's like, can you guys like help me or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> super chill. And Copdad's just like, he's got a bomb! Like, nobody moves to actually yeah, help him yeah. or like registers. Copdad's just like, he's got a bomb! And then he explodes. Like, yeah, there's no... Yeah. There's, 
there's no there there was a tension in the scene of like a guy just walked up with a bunch of bombs and it's just immediately immediately gone. They yeah, yeah, throw yeah. it away totally as fast as they got it yeah maybe because of that line right because like i, I like we kind of <laughs> skimmed over it but like this dude like does not seem at all phased by the fact that he is like a walking nuke like he yeah. is just like a, a little little miffed that his colonization effort is going to be thwarted by literally blowing up <laughs> Uh, but no, he explodes. Cop dead gets knocked the hell out. Um, yes. And uh, uh, it's chaos. Yeah, chaos. And then he wakes up after a commercial break, and he's in a hospital with like a ear a tinnitus. 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 Yeah. Uh, his ears are constantly ringing, and we have like an extended like uh, shell shock kind of scene where he's what he's like staggers out of the hospital. He can't hear anyone around him. And he it's kind of actually like a neat effect because, again, as we alluded to prior to the scene, everyone was pretty cavalier about this whole like going to war thing. Like, again, the family was joking about Zoe uh, (laughs) getting a gun. Yeah. Uh, Josh was mostly concerned with seeing his girlfriend. Like everyone was pretty upbeat and chipper and like bantering about how like, oh, we're going to we're going to defend the homeland and this is going to be great. Uh, grand adventure and then like cop dad gets uh exploded and then wakes up and as he's staying around camp like the camp is in tatters buildings are destroyed it's got this really like it, it's tropey as shit but it's this really creepy soundscape where everything sounds like muted and far yeah, this, away i really enjoyed the the sound like engineering design for yeah. that scene in particular at like again as you said tropey as hell but they do the trope really well yeah you, you so. can like hear enough sound to register that people are saying things but like can't really make like you can only make out every other word yeah. uh it's like confusing and disorienting just like cop dad is feeling uh and then he sees that there are like uh, evil red beret soldiers walking everywhere and giant flags which instantly ticked me off because i'm like who brought the flags <laughs> and like <laughs> why did you bring the flags? they're also black white and red um which is also hilarious yeah to me. yeah it's just very on the nose uh it's co- <laughs> it looks like cobra commander flags like honestly like also they also nazi colors commander. but they are just straight up cobra commander cobra. Flags. that's what they're called too that's yeah. the name of the <laughs> they're called the cobras close. or some shit no, i'm close. not they're kidding the, they're the phoenix the phoenix group. sorry phoenix phoenix you're right you're right you're but right. yes in the same ballpark um i heard cobra i don't know <laughs> maybe i'm projecting uh but yeah and he sees mira like lording over the camp uh who again she's continuing her oscillation between sort of evil and actually evil and not evil at all but so uh surprise surprise it turns out that the war is lost um which i think was smart instead of showing us the battle just like dispense with it yeah like they their pu- budget they spent the last of their budget on the scene of them driving out of the colony <laughs> to the final battle. Like that was the last money that they had. They spent it, and they were like, "Oh shit!" Like, uh, we can't actually, show I an think actual battle. <laughs> I think they spent their money on a shot we're gonna get to, which is the most sublime shot of the entire series. And I think you know what I'm what I'm talking about. At the very is it end. in this episode? It is in this episode. It's at the very end. Oh, um, man, I'll give you a hint. It involves it involves the T Rex. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes yeah uh <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> anyway so uh so elizabeth eventually uh, finds cop dad and um yeah. her love cures his sh- his his like tendonitis and and uh, shell shock instantly and she kind of gives him the skinny which is that this group of mercenaries is called the phoenix group they're very they're very very uh <laughs> very yeah. very keen on their branding because they put flags everywhere <laughs> and their insignia everywhere as well Phoenix rule. Yeah, yeah, we're exactly. the Phoenix group. <laughs> hey man, we're the prepare Can't for trouble. Make it double. <laughs> the Phoenix group is here to ruin your day, old man. Uh, 
But uh, <laughs> rising from the ash to kick some ass, it's the Phoenix Group. Yeah, it's the Phoenix Group. <laughs> We've got no ideology, no distinguishing features, but we got a lot of branding. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so... Isn't that the realest shit, though? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of is, yeah. Uh, at least these guys are being portrayed as evil, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Uh, they're fascist for profit, unlike Taylor, who's fascist for ideology, for I guess. Fascist so. for fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Taylor was into fascism before Before it was cool. Taylor's not a sellout. Like, when Taylor's fascist, <laughs> it's because he cares about it. He cares about the art, you know? He cares about the real things. But now it's just like anyone can start a company and become fascist nowadays. And it's just, you know, it's not cool. Um, anyway, side note, this actually tracks really uh, well with, I remember in this era, like 2011 like the two big uh like enemies in like pop culture were uh like <laughs> unfortunately middle easterners surprise surprise yeah. but then also like mercenaries and corporations yeah, like, like this yeah so. this was like the yeah the era of like blackwater and like uh, i just remember like in video games like army of two and yeah. uh, like uh uh what was that stupid uh tom clancy game where like a mercenary corporation took over like nuclear weapons like for shits and giggles i forget what that was i actually don't know that <laughs> that was like and anyway but this was like a very popular was it a Rainbow Six game i don't think so i don't remember anyway uh so that this was like this is keeping in line with like the fiction popular military fiction of the era yeah um, uh which by the way real mercenary groups had great evil name evil that's true names. yeah i'm Black surprised Water, that phoenix is the best thing to come out with come up with <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so Elizabeth gives the skinny, which is that they're the uh, bomb basically, I think, blew up the portal, which then meant that the armies were basically materializing everywhere. So it was kind of yeah, impossible. Yeah, they like, were able to choose or like more, they could change where they were going to materialize, yeah. basically. Yeah, so uh, with the portal destroyed, they were able to sort of circumvent Taylor's main force and instead just attack the camp directly. They started shelling it, and after 26 people died, Lieutenant Washington surrendered because she was kind of shit out of luck, outnumbered, outgunned, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Kara is totally dead from the explosion. (laughs) There's this very funny scene. It's not supposed to be funny, but it is kind of funny because it just really, like, Cop Dead is just so shitty to his son, (laughs) which is that Josh has some serious guilt about Kara dying because he's basically like, if I hadn't gotten her on that pilgrimage, she would still be alive. And Cop Dead, instead of saying it's not your fault or instead of saying like, uh, like, you know, um, she, you know, you were trying your best. It's just like, ah, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Like, does not contradict Josh's like <laughs> self-blame at all. It's just like, I'm oh, sorry, dude, man. son, you're right. You definitely yeah, you, killed her. But boy, I feel bad for you. <laughs> I would feel terrible if I got my girlfriend killed. Like, Ooh, <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> Hey, I do like they, they hug it out, though. That's true. Yeah. I thought it was like a I mean, again, this is like this. The, uh, this whole sequence is the beginning of the dad fantasy of yeah. like he comes home to his daughters um, who, you know, are glad that he's alive from the war or whatever gets to his son who is been broken down, is going to become a man, gets to have the heart to heart with him, gets to be like the strong guiding force yeah the shoulder to cry on the shoulder to cry on sort of thing but i still like that it was like a tender moment between 
like these two dudes yeah characters like i kind of wasn't expecting the show to have to be able to do that because That's like true. all the other a lot of the other male characters are either like di- are either shown as being buffoons or like silly yeah. or whatever or they're shown to be you know hyper taylor masculine fascist proto-fascist yeah. whatever so like i it is funny that cop that comes in it's like wow yeah <laughs> Whew, <laughs> killing a girlfriend that's that's rough dude yeah uh but it is like uh it's a, it's a softer moment for the show that yeah. to me was sort of although i i, I do want to say it is kind of falling into a pattern like i i appreciate the gesture the show is making but it is also kind of part and parcel with a pattern that's e- emerging in the show which is that for all of its um and this is probably part of the dad fantasiness for all its kind of surface level uh uh attempts at you know, sort of broad representation, and you know, uh, they, you know, there are, are female soldiers who are just as competent as the male soldiers. Like, no one makes a big deal out of it. A lot of the main characters are women. They have agency, yada yada yada. Ma- basically, every character has a woman who is either dead or in peril that furthers their character. <laughs> Whether it's Taylor and Lucas's mom, Sky's mother, uh, uh, Lieutenant Washington later, uh, Kara here. Like, that's kind of the go-to, like, way to give a character, especially male characters, yes. some dramatic uh, uh, tragedy in their life or give them motivation is put a you woman know, they like in danger or just kill her. It, but on the, at the same time in this episode, uh, Elizabeth ends up saving Cop Dad. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, her family. It's it's not uh, a simple. It's not a simple like this. Sh- again, I don't, I'm not saying like the show is sexist or whatever, but I do think <laughs> that it is kind of interesting. Like Kara is basically a non-entity. <laughs> She's just motivation for Josh. She doesn't have a personality. Yes, yes, she has maybe two right. lines, and they we are. I'm so happy to see seconds. you. <laughs> and then yes, she's dead. Yes. I I actually I was thinking about this as we were prepping for recording, and then as we're recording, but I can bet you a billion i would bet you a billion dollars that in the next season it turns out car is alive and is with no the, the evil group dude uh, i well, i feel like what? that's something they would do Maybe. i feel like Maybe. that's something they would do yeah you might be right <laughs> but she's dead because there wasn't no a second season right, right, so, right. so functionally she's she's gone. <laughs> uh so after having that surprising touching moment cop that goes to look for his gun surprise surprise it's gone he seems extremely. And that's mad the thing he's this. most insulted yeah, about. He actually is. They the took my gun. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> Who would do such a thing? This is against. This is a crime against humanity. Yeah. All those people died. The colonies and garbage. But they took my they took gun. My gun. It was my only my gun. gun. Uh, so Elizabeth reveals that there's a curfew, um, and which they ba- violate the hell out of with no repercussions yeah, throughout this this anyway, is, this sorry. becomes a run that was thing. the only that was the only like plot hole i guess that really bothered me is that they say like oh we're under military lockdown there's a curfew blah 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 but like cop dad does what the fuck he wants yeah, this is basically. honestly like they they really do not put much effort into trying to convince us that this like again it's kind of like the sixers where it's like this phoenix group is this like you know crazy competent military like uh, 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 power that is able to like lock down this colony and like instantly like outmaneuver Taylor which is crazy because he's a, ge- a military genius but like they are so easily outwitted like they are not a <laughs> yeah. threat at all like within like yeah. minutes of them establishing control <laughs> of this camp like on screen they are just the most bumbling like Hogan's yeah. hero ass villains yeah. uh, but anyway so uh, Cop Dead is instantly like so what's what's 
where's the resistance? Uh, and, 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 and also, why are we alive? <laughs> and Elizabeth <laughs> is like, uh, basically, that, that the st- because Taylor and his army are kind of still at large in the jungle, the Phoenix group is keeping the people in the camp alive, uh, essentially as hostages, so that Taylor can't just like launch an assault on the camp itself right. and rescue everyone. Um, and also that there that Lieutenant Washington is being kept alive and is given sort of free movement as an example, which boy, that's a risky ass move. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it does lead into a great scene. Um, a great start of the scene with, uh, with, um, German Tom. Yeah. Uh, I love this. Ce- I love the beginning of the scene because just in case it wasn't obvious that, german tom is now like on the good guy side they have to give him like a little bit of motivation to want taylor back yes so they have this early scene where he's where all the phoenix group soldiers are eating and drinking at his bar establishment and he comes up and he goes hey boys another round for you guys yeah that'll be however many quid or pounds or marks (laughs) or whatever you Says, Dino bucks and one of the Phoenix guys is so, yeah one of the Taylor bucks one of the um, Taylor bucks <laughs> <laughs> they just say in Taylor we trust on them in the back it's Taylor's head shaped like a pyramid with the one eye it's like you know you didn't have to make your own currency like this isn't this wasn't part of the Hope Plaza pr- project and Taylor's yeah, like listen yeah. clean start clean start clean means new start. money <laughs> called Taylor bucks. Um, one Taylor buck is worth one million dollars. <laughs> That's insane. And I have five Taylor bucks. <laughs> I'm so rich. Um, uh, anyway, uh, and then the Phoenix soldiers give him the dirty eye, and he goes, "Oh, well, I guess the drinks are on you for are on the house this yeah. time." And it's like, "Oh yeah, those bastards won't even pay for their drink." Yeah, yeah. The sons of guns—they're truly evil now. Yeah, this is the Tom really like his character gets flattened from like somebody who has complex relationships with Taylor and with kind of the establishment to just a guy who really wants to run a bar. Like everything that happens, <laughs> all he cares about is how does this affect my bar? Dude, that's some other that's some real <laughs> shit though too. It's like I do kind of enjoy all this it. political intrigue war going on and this dude just decides, you know what? Fuck all that. I just want to run a bar. Like yeah. I tried being in the black market, didn't pay off. Wasn't really crime doesn't pay and i'm yeah. ready to go the straight and narrow path yeah i just want to run a cool bar i just want to run a cool bar <laughs> and it's pretty me. cool yeah. despite the military lockdown it's still a very um uh it's got some nice mood like romantic lighting yeah. going on it's, it's very clean it's a real um casablanca kind of yes. yeah. real ricks as it were Yes. Uh, so anyway, uh, Lieutenant Washington is at the bar. She's, I assume, paying for her drinks, uh, and she's getting <laughs> real fucked up. And Cop Dead comes and is like, um, gets gets more exposition. Basically, that the Phoenix, even even Lieutenant Washington, isn't sure who the employer is. She just knows that they hired the Phoenix group. Uh, Cop Dead refreshingly isn't mad at her for like surrendering and for not like fighting to the bitter end. He's like, hey, I get yeah. it. You gotta like human life is more valuable. We can still fight. And he's essentially like, well, let's form a resistance movement. Again, like immediately undercutting the threat of this group. He's in a bar full of soldiers and he's like, yeah, so when's the rebellion? And like neither of them <laughs> seem at all nervous about being overheard or about there being repercussions for this. Yes. It's just like, let's openly foment. Yeah, they sort like, of, they're sort of sitting in like the back of the bar yeah. and that's apparently enough to <laughs> conceal. It's, hey, aren't those two like really high up in Taylor's command and they're sitting and talking rather suspiciously? Yeah, fuck it. We get free drinks. Yeah, free drinks. Uh so oh, we also learned this is key that the Phoenix group brought a new portal to yes. start the two way transmission of materials, but 
it got broken by dinosaurs uh, off screen, which is yes. kind of funny. I would have liked to see that. That scene. is really funny. Or yeah. they're like, Jesus Christ! No one <laughs> yeah. told me there were dinosaurs. All right, we're in, in the past. <laughs> oh my God, there are dinosaurs! Holy shit! Fuck? You guys haven't killed all these by now. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you even doing? <laughs> These birds are so horny. Why do they keep attacking us? <laughs> yeah, that's where they appeared is like in the new <laughs> yes. bird breeding spot. That would have been hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so and Malcolm's heading up the effort to fix it, which I thought this was also refreshing. This was actually. also refreshing. I thought that this was going to be their chance to like really double down on making Malcolm a villain as they seem kind of determined to. But Cop Dad, go, cut that as a moment where he's like, I knew we couldn't trust the nerd. But yeah. then he goes to Malcolm uh, and is like, uh, uh, yo, what the fuck, bro? And Malcolm actually reveals that, like, no, duh, I'm being forced to do this. Like, do I don't this. want to. I'm working as slow as I can, but, like, they definitely killed my lab yeah. assistant <laughs> by throwing him through a window yeah. and letting yeah. him bleed out on the floor. So I'm not going to – I'm just going to make this portal. And Cop Dad's like, uh, uh, okay, yeah, <laughs> that, Cop, that, that's a good point. <laughs> Cop Dad really understanding. I would, I would have sworn he would have been, like – is given his yeah. behavior in past episodes. I've... It's a real see. That's why I feel like in in the previous episodes, like I I didn't understand the a lot of like the dad fantasies because a lot of dad fantasies involve just being a total like prick to people. Yeah. But this is why this one I feel like is a great like penultimate like total dad fantasy. Like he's a strong dude who starts the rebellion. He's super empathetic to everybody and is like all about you know yeah. maintaining human life and like. Well, this is the, the dad we can get behind. Others. What? This is a dad we can get behind. This is a dad we can get behind, exactly. And so now I'm like 100% behind the dad, like fantasizing. <laughs> like they're just going hard deep into it. And I can, it's like, yeah, all right. Like I'll fantasize too. Yeah. I'm not a dad, but Although, maybe one day. <laughs> despite Cop Dad's increased uh, understanding and somewhat level headedness, he has not become any smarter, as we see in what happens that is next. true. Which is that Mira shows up and is like, yo, where the fuck is Shannon? Because apparently, again, undercutting the, the threat of the Phoenix group. When Cop Dad walked out of the hospital, apparently he wasn't supposed to be able to do that. But nobody that, has stopped yeah, yeah. him or seen him or done anything about that until now. Because Amira shows up in the hospital and is like, where is Cop Dad? And everyone's like, uh, I thought you were watching him. And then she tracks Cop Dad down to Malcolm's lab and is uh, and finds Cop Dad. And Cop Dad's strategy here to get out of this sticky situation is to pretend to be deaf and crippled from yes. the explosion. But what really makes this funny, one, that is a super easy thing to test, and I can't believe that <laughs> he gets away with that part. But what's even funnier is that when Lucas and Mira then start trying to, like, interrogate him, Cop Dead also pretends to be, like, mentally impaired. Impaired, yeah. And Malcolm is like, uh, he also has swelling in his cranium, which is why cranium, he's acting yeah. really dumb and, like, brain damaged. He's damage. actually just an idiot. He's been an idiot this what, whole what time. I, what I would love to assume is that Cop Dead thought, like, he's just got this stupid stereotype in his head where he thinks that that's what comes with being <laughs> deaf. Like, Malcolm is like, Malcolm is like, here's your cover story. You're deaf and you're crippled because of the explosion. Let's go. And the moment Cop Dead is tasked with <laughs> acting deaf, he's like, I remember you. You're Lucas. And Malcolm's like, uh. uh there's yeah, also... Malcolm was like, all right, you're deaf and dumb, all right? And he's <laughs> like, God, all right, like, I'll be. Yeah, dumb. <laughs> and Malcolm's like, no, you idiot. I mean, you yeah, can't oh, talk. My God damn. Fucking shit. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. the story they're running for is that Cop Dead is faking being disabled, he which is just. disabled, yeah. Mwah. The other thing Mwah. that I. It's, it's, side note. So um, before this scene, it actually cut to um, Mira talking with. Um, 
I think it was Lucas. Yeah. Or maybe it was some of the Phoenix soldiers, but she was just like, we need to find out where Shannon is. Like, he's Taylor's second command, and he's smart. And I was like, oh, is he, though? <laughs> is he, though? <laughs> it's a real, like, anyway. um, like uh, one in the Kingdom of the Blind, the one-eyed man is king here. Because it's like, yes. I guess Captain's smart if his stupid, like, uh, like like uh, impaired routine is able to fear like fool both fool Mira and Lucas, guys, yeah. who don't who just like are like yeah that checks out. Uh, I, I I believe it wholeheartedly and will not test. Like you could just yell in his ear, just yell in his ear and see if he reacts. There you can test <laughs> if he's deaf or not. Yeah. Um, but no. So uh, uh, instead they just completely buy it. So I guess Captain is able to do whatever he wants now because they assume <laughs> he's not a threat. <laughs> He just has to walk around on crutches, basically. Yeah. He does for like the rest of the episode. No, actually, he does for only like part of it. He like he ditches those real fast. Um, well, because I mean, I mean, he does it for the rest of the episode that he is supposed to be. Yeah, undercover. I guess that's true. Uh, so the lead scumbag reappears, and he he one thing is that he has kind of a running thing where he's terrified of everything in the jungle, which you know, fair enough. Which you should be. Yeah, you should be <laughs> honestly. Uh, he. Conf- I think that's supposed to be like, oh, this guy is a rich, like bougie son of a gun has never been outside and so he's terrified of all these things but he keeps mentioning like yeah there was a bug it was the size of my face and it bit me am i like in trouble now yeah. or whatever he's like oh man these dinosaurs are terrifying they're yeah. huge and they eat meat and it's like actually like this guy this is how most people should would react to like going into prehistoric times is it sucks like it's yeah. a fucking jungle with dinosaurs yeah nobody wants to be there but the show treats him as like, oh, look at this pansy. And it's like, no, I'd, yeah, I'd yeah. be, I'd be worried about a bug the size of my head too. Like, <laughs> uh, so uh, he could, lead scumbag here confronts Mira and Lucas and tells Mira, Mira tries to like get that um, her her contact to see her daughter or whatever, uh, and and uh, lead scumbag is like, okay, but first go investigate the Badlands, quote unquote. The bad uh, which will become key later on but also what? nothing is in the badlands that's why we call it the badlands <laughs> he also reveals that the hope their takeover of hope plaza is being spun again we don't have to reinterrogate how exactly this is working in the future but essentially they've locked down hope plaza and are spinning it as a radiation leak uh, yeah. and that's why no one else is being allowed to come in and out uh, of the of hope plaza um uh, uh, Lucas and Sky have a little powwow in the bar where uh, Lucas just adds to his creepiness by making his weird, flirtatious, campy, creepy dynamic with Sky incestuous by calling her his sister over and sister, over again. Yeah. Oh, you, Taylor was a real father to you, right? I guess that makes you my sister. <laughs> and they, this this whole thing, again, is like, it's exactly as described before. It's supposed to be like sinister or whatever but he just comes off as like just a fucking weird he just comes like, off as an internet edge lord like he's edgelord, trying so yeah. hard to be menacing but he's this like but he's not he's like this kid he's... who can barely grow a beard and he's trying to like you know be this like extremely imposing like genius but again he's kind of like, he mixed up his metaphors and everything he says that's supposed to be really like like, oh, man, you know, maybe he's crazy enough to see the truth. It's like, no, you're just a babbling idiot. What are you talking about? guess this makes you my sister. This is a real Macbeth kind of moment. <laughs> uh, what? Right, right, yeah, exactly. You know what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, have you ever uh, – uh, have you heard of hentai? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Where is this going, Lucas? <laughs> uh, so, anyway – Josh, uh, uh, 
Josh is um, ranting openly about also wanting to film in a reunion, uh, a rebellion at home in, in the middle yes. of their like food and line. His, and his dad is like, <laughs> "Shut the fuck up! Yeah. What are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> They're standing in the in like the food line ration line, and Josh is like, "Man, I hate all these soldiers around us. I wish I could just punch them in their stupid soldier faces." And I kill like them. the other soldiers that were always around us. <laughs> instead. Uh, the previous military dictatorship was a lot more yeah. preferable. But also, again, Cop Dead just just the phoenix group is so incompetent because he's again standing in the open in an area that is storming soldiers and he's just conversing openly with his son about their plots to overthrow soldier the the phoenix group which is josh get your job back at the bar and listen like eavesdrop on soldiers for hints yeah uh and the soldiers are like huh that guy we might see him at the bar later (laughs) (laughs) well whatever uh and then here's a great scene though which is that Elizabeth is performing, uh, is being forced this to perform medical. So smart. So, this is so, so smart. amazing. And it's metal as hell, which I love. Yes. Which is that Elizabeth, so Elizabeth is doing uh, uh, medical procedures on the injured soldiers who are coming in from the jungle. And she finds out that the bullets that Taylor and his soldiers are firing into the soldiers are being hand etched with map coordinates. Coordinates, yes. Which is so good. Amazing. It's so good. That's rad as hell. Dude, that's rad as hell. I was, man, that's so genius. <laughs> I, I can't get over it, that this show came up with that, you know? Yeah. Because, like, it, that's so smart. <laughs> no offense to the show. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's it's so, it's such a great, like, way to uh, just be, just be cool as hell, uh-huh. one uh and to show like the because in order to get these bullets back it means that like they would know that elizabeth would be like operating on these soldiers right yeah. it takes like a little bit of forethought a little, a little bit of planning and like i was just a huge fan of it yeah it's so good it's so like and it actually makes sense that it, it might be something that they noticed right it's right, not right. So, like a lot of these other things have been like very far-fetched leaps of the imagination but this one is actually like kind of yeah makes sense in like a very disturbing way also it's very taylor where he's like well i gotta yes. get a message to them so i'm gonna write it in a bullet and then shoot bullet. a man <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna turn this man's body into basically into a like message. a mailbag we're gonna send them a message no literally we're gonna, <laughs> literally, send, them we're gonna send them a message uh so Cop Dad now needs to find a way to get to where the, uh, the the rendezvous point is, basically, where the coordinates are. So they coordinate this, uh, like, sort of group efforts uh, subterfuge where the lead scumbag and Lucas are about to go for, like, a con- on, like, a convoy ride to start sort of the mining process or whatever. Uh, and before they're able to leave, the wheelchair guy who we've seen around uh, pretends to malfunction his wheelchair to malfunction in front of the convoy, and while they're trying to move it, Cop Dad sneaks into the back of one of the trucks and kind of hitches a ride which again uh a little incompetent by the soldiers because he's just standing in the middle of like the parking lot yeah they're gonna leave from i guess and like nobody notices him like crawl in but it is great setup yeah it's a great like little scene it's fun to see the camp like all these little characters we've seen throughout the series like work together to like again form this kind of insurgency this sort of rebellion also malcolm has to like actually gets like an active part in this too as like part of the distraction and yelling at yes. the other soldiers so yeah. it gives him more like he's i don't know it's not shitting on him anymore it's amazing yeah <laughs> he's just a regular normal like cool guy mm-hmm. now 
Uh, so the the lead scumbag, scumbag, his soldiers, who we learn later, this is kind of like a, a a lead soldier who looks like Rico from uh, uh battle uh, from Starship Troopers. Um, this really Ken doll looking motherfucker. We find out later his name is Hoover, and he's he's kind of like the lead guy. Uh, and so Hoover is telling lead scumbag and Lucas that like, hey, this valley is full of meteoric ore, unobtainium What's basically. Unobtainium. Uh, so there's a lot of dinosaurs and shit though. Um, so we got to clear those out before we start mining. And so the lead scumbag personally <laughs> takes a rifle from one of the soldiers, sees a brontosaurus, and like headshots it. And it's yes. like, yeah, there, I, I did it. I killed the dinosaur. I did it. Easy peasy. And I feel Which, great. One, like the dinosaurs have not been this easy to kill for no. most of the show. Uh, two, I love how it cuts the cop dead and he gets gives this face where it's like, oh, it's so tragic. Like, yeah. Let's kill the dinosaur. <laughs> Which again has been they have moments with some of the like vegetarian dinosaurs yeah but it, it really is just like they're trying to make the dude see like be just as evil as possible yeah even though like fighting dinosaurs has sort of been the mo for like yeah most of this it, it's also kind of weird because even lucas who has, has shown before that he like doesn't care about anything but making taylor mad right. is is like even he's like bro that was excessive like you didn't have to kill <laughs> Uh, and also the soldiers like even like yo we were just like we're not gonna like hunt dinosaurs with guns we're just gonna down. God. detonate a bunch of this bombs barbaric. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're just gonna nuke it <laughs> yeah essentially it's like we've got a bunch of bombs so we're just gonna blow up entire like swaths of jungle along the coastline and basically mine the remains which yeah no i buy that that's what the soldiers that makes do. a lot of sense uh so cop dad uh eventually gets to the rendezvous point he overhears this plan and he gets the rendezvous point, meets Hotmark, who, against all odds, has survived the assault <laughs> on, the, on the portal. Uh, Hotmark takes him to the tailor, and essentially they're like, okay, listen, we'll, we'll establish a rebellion, but first things first, we got to get rid of these bombs, uh, which they trace because they're being detonated via radio. So they kind of introduce a like mechanical expert on the team, Riley. Yes. Uh, she ap- appears from time to time in previous episodes yeah. as like a right-hand man to yeah. woman to i think this is the first time she gets a name though she's just like one of the yes, extras yes. who has gotten speaking roles before but now she's like a def- like an actual character here yes uh and so she is the one who ha- they find one of the bombs and she has to be the one to defuse it because she's the one who knows how uh, can we take a second wait wait okay sorry you can continue no, are you, are you gonna talk about it. what lucas does in this scene no no, no 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 uh i was gonna talk about how they set up the scene where they're like, oh, we, we can track it down and then defuse the bomb there. And Taylor's like, and I have just the woman to do this. Riley, get in there. Go defuse <laughs> this bomb. It cuts to them. They're all just standing around yeah, yeah. this bomb with, like, Riley defusing. And it's like, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. Like, this thing might explode and kill all of you. Like, you are doing nothing uh, beyond looking nervous. Yeah. Like, they, that's, that's the really entire top brass yeah. plus hot mark is watching this woman defuse this bomb. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, like and the show, the show even underscores. They're not helping. If anything, they're yes. hindering her ability Riley job. mentions like you guys need to shut the fuck up. I'm trying to fuse this bomb, and this if if okay, so let's say things go wrong. If it had just been Riley, she would have died, which would have been sad. Or like Riley but and like, like some S, because like you do want to protect her in case like they come. Yes, to get and a driver back. or something. Yeah, yeah. But like Taylor and <laughs> Cop Dad are inextricably there. Yeah, like just just to be there when it happens, I guess. Um, and it just, it cracks me up because I thought it was going to be a sort of like, it, it could have been a moment of like, Oh, this one woman sort of has to like sacrifice herself to defuse the bomb. Uh-huh. Or, 
some tragic shit like that. But it's like, nope, they're, they're there. <laughs> they're going to watch it happen. Yeah. Maybe they're aware they have plot armor. They're like, listen, if Riley goes alone, she's definitely going to like die. But if we stand around we're there her, with her, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll protect us and her yeah, as a result. But no, what was hilarious to me was the second, like, uh, uh, the, um, I forget how they figure out that Taylor's trying to defuse the bomb. They like realize uh, the, dis- the dude spots, uh, the, lead douchebag dude spots them with thermal like okay yeah. so they so they know they know that taylor is trying to defuse the bomb and the moment they mention that lucas who is in a car trying to drive out of the blast zone is like dad's there do it detonate the bomb detonate the bomb kill him and then the soldier next to him is like bro we are we will die too we are in the blast radius and then lucas is immediately like uh i changed my mind don't detonate the bomb <laughs> And it's like separate radio transmissions. So like there, there yeah. is a, a universe where is, he uh, doesn't yeah. change his mind fast <laughs> enough, and he just dies in an explosion because he was so horny to kill his dad. <laughs> it's like the, I kind of wish after the soldier was like, "Oh, we're gonna die too." If Lucas was just like, "Just do it. I don't give a fuck." Like as long as my dad's mad by being dead, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally down with for it. It is just so funny. The performance is just so because he is just like goes from zero to hundred in like a second. Yeah. It's like fucking do it, yeah. murder him. Do it, do it, burn his flesh. And it's like I no. also love. <laughs> so spoiler alerts: they do end up um, like defusing uh-huh. the bomb because plot armor, uh, and it. Lucas's response is he gets to the hill like where they are, and his response is to grab like a rocket launcher yeah. mortar thing to then like bomb the woods that his dad is in. And then once Taylor escapes successfully, he just throws his rocket launcher down. And he's just like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's so mad. I mean, it was and again it's almost like i swear the actor is actually going for just like an edgelord guy because that is not what like a super like mad genius scientist like got like i can't imagine like the joker saying that right it's like his plan has been foiled and he just stands there like shaking uncontrollably <laughs> and just yells son of a bitch yeah. god damn it tarnation it is it's so good it is so like yeah it's just so so fucking teenage <laughs> angst of like get out of my room dad no i hate him so much uh, it's it's like maybe he's actually the perfect foil to josh it's like this is what happens if josh doesn't if josh's girlfriend doesn't die okay. <laughs> is he becomes lucas yeah maybe the dark side of the sun <laughs> uh that's an s-o-n uh so uh anyway so they success- successfully uh defuse the bomb no thanks to cop dad who keeps like no, is it diffused yet is it diffused yet and riley is like dude you need to shut up because i'm trying to defuse a bomb here uh but they they regroup um sort of trade uh, uh situations cop dad tells taylor about the camp taylor tells cop dad about uh his time in the jungle taylor also refreshingly doesn't begrudge washington for surrendering when she did yeah. And he gives Cop Dead, like, a special encrypted radio, which will allow them to communicate to each other um, and sends them yeah. back into the colony. Um, and basically it's like, yep, it's guerrilla warfare time. We're going to just keep bleeding them until they're finally dead, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and Cop Dead comes back to the camp and again plays. Does he come back with crutches? I swear he's just, just, like, walking back to the camp when they find um, him. Let me check, actually. Uh but anyway, so yeah, he's no, he's being carried by one of the soldiers uh, okay. or something. Well, so he plays. But yes, up. he does kind of come. Yeah, he doesn't have his crutches, so he kind of is just like bound. 
and he plays it off as like, oh, he's so confused. He thought he was going to go to the train station. And like, yeah. none of the soldiers follow up and investigate this. They're just like, yep, there's that crazy, there's that crazy, <laughs> extremely dangerous like soldier slash second in command. I don't know. We got free drinks at, um, at Tom's <laughs> at a at Evil Tom, German Tom's restaurant. Uh, so he successfully is absorbed back into the camp. He uh, has sex with Elizabeth. Which, yes, uh, again going down the checklist starts rebel like whatever front against yeah. the enemy, escapes the enemy and goes and meets his bro Taylor. Helps in quotes defuse a bomb. <laughs> Comes back successfully to the camp to his family, bangs his wife. It's like we're you just keep going down. Yeah. Like it's hitting all the points a great of the, day. Of like, the dead honestly, checklist. Yeah, this is yeah, really. This is supposed to be like, oh, it's so oppressive or whatever. Dude, this guy's having the time of his he life. He's killing it. Loving it. He gets to pretend he gets to like pretend like have everyone take care of him and pretend to be an idiot during the day. Yeah. And then it's just like a, a badass resistance later at night. It's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we get a quick montage of essentially like guerrilla warfare is happening. Like Cop Dad places trans- tracers on convoys. Lieutenant Washington like flirts with soldiers and puts like bugs on them, basically. Like puts like radio bugs. On them. They're just putting bu- <laughs> just putting tracking devices all over yeah. the goddamn. They, they're handing out tracking <laughs> devices. Taylor is like, like you put too many. I don't know what is tracking what. <laughs> I can't really. tell what's going on. You're putting tracking devices on the porta potties. I'm having soldiers <laughs> ambush like guys who are just shitting. It's really. Can you just calm down? Like I told you. I only need to track like, important materials. <laughs> vehicles. Yeah, but it's kind of an interesting like flip where like they're essentially like replaying scenes of the Sixers ambushing right. the the Terranova people. Only this time the shoes on the other foot, and it's Taylor doing the ambushing. And Lucas is very mad. Yeah, he's roll roll upset. Uh, <laughs> Josh goes to J- Lucas is at the bar, just kind of being pissy. Uh, Josh goes to refill his glass and Lucas is like I bet your girlfriend died in the portal attack <laughs> and Josh is like how'd you guess <laughs> uh, Lucas makes a smarmy com- uh, comment about like hey you know what let's let bygones be bygones here's a Taylor book go buy yourself another <laughs> girlfriend um, and then book. Sky shows up and Lucas is like my sister my sister how I would love to kiss you my sister I'm creepy and incestuous and horny <laughs> as hell and man do this I hate my like dad like that one scene from the Iliad <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah exactly yeah. you are my pet- uh, Petrocles and I am Achilles <laughs> only you're not we're not gay we're just incestuous but you know what still at the same time uh, where was I going with this I'll go on an <laughs> anyway, odyssey to I'm find you and evil. <laughs> um so uh, Lucas mentions that essentially, <laughs> again, this is like we're making fun, but he does have another like edgelord, like try straining to sound profound and interesting, but just sounds like the cheesiest, corniest like asshole where he's yeah. like, say, when Taylor heard that you betrayed him, did he forgive you? And like, it's clearly clear that ta- that Lucas is trying to like probe to see if Sky has like communications or connections with Taylor. Yeah. And Sky plays it off as like, oh, you know, we didn't really address that. And ta- and. <laughs> And Lucas is like, you know, I'm still waiting to him for him to forgive me for being born. The most unforgivable <laughs> sin. And it's like, Jesus Christ, kid. And and Sky doesn't even have like a response to that. No, he no, says no. it's then it's like, ooh. Okay. Like, right. <laughs> Which I thought later that they would uh, that they, this would be like the twist where it turns out that like she died in childbirth, but it's not even that. Yeah. Like we learn it's no, not even. It's this not is that. literally just him straining to sound like emo. Sound, yeah. Um so then Josh hits him with a tray. Dude, backhands him. Yeah, it's really funny. Like, the comedic timing. 
because he's is, he's yeah. just trying to be this like emo kid, and then he like grabs Sky's hand and is like, "But you understand me, right? You understand me." And she's like, "Dude, let go of me!" And then clang. <laughs> uh, Josh beats the shit out of Lucas, but then Lucas has soldiers restrain Josh. I mean, uh, he's in the bar with. Soldiers. Yeah, again, not a great tactical move, but you know, Josh doesn't care. Josh is finally going to be a man because again, he lost a woman close to him, so he's finally going to start acting tough, breaking stuff to look tough. Um. So uh, <laughs> we cut to a basically neighborhood meeting of the rebels. Like, uh, yeah, it's great too because like they cut right in time for some exposition. It's like yeah, right before Sky shows up to like tell them like, oh, your son's getting the ki- the shit kicked out of him. They're just like, and this is why, this is the thing that's happening. And then Sky comes in and is like, oh, by the way, yeah, it's also funny. Thanks for the exposition, guys. <laughs> I came here just in time. It's also funny because not only is like the neighborhood rebel association like gathered just like in a room, yes. uh, with windows and like in the doctor's office. Yeah, the doctor's office. <laughs> not only that, but it is apparently a meeting that Sky can just run into. Run into. And there's yeah. no like barrier. There's no like someone's coming. It's just like she just runs in and is like, "Hey, Josh is getting the shit kicked out of him." <laughs> and Copton is like, "Oh, I know what I gotta do." <laughs> Uh, which is go kick the shit out of other soldiers. His Does day he... just keeps getting better. Yeah, oh my god! It's great. Does he? I'm pretty sure he also hits Lucas in the back of the head. Like Lucas is so fucking concussed by the other <laughs> yeah, encounter. That's why he's an edge lord. He can't fucking think. <laughs> His brain is still rattling around. He does get beat in the back of the skull. As we watch the scene, yeah, with like a pole or the, it's his cane. Captain, Captain comes with cane and like just drops all pretense of whatever like subterfuge he was trying to like undertake. He trips a dude coming down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> I like to imagine that guy was like, "All right, I'll go get some more drinks, guys." Yeah. Doesn't realize the fight going on downstairs, and he's going down, and also this guy just sticks this cane out. Yeah. He's like, "Oh fuck! Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I'm so drunk, I can't stand." <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so Cop Dad uh, beats the shit out of a bunch of guards and then gets eventually like held up. One of them thinks to, has the bright idea to pull out their gun and finally stop this madman. Yeah. Uh, and Lucas is like, hang on a sec. I think you were faking your illness. And it's like, yeah, no <laughs> shit. Very clever, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well played, Very, Cop Dad. Well played. I would have next, never expected this from someone as dumb as you, <laughs> Shannon. Uh, but also reveals that he is kind of dumb because he was carrying like all his spy materials on him, including the yes, transponders and like his radio. He's like, this is how you're tracking us with tracker. Yeah. <laughs> and Captain's like, oh, I should have emptied my pocket before I started a brawl, before I started a barroom brawl. <laughs> oh, my Taylor bucks. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, my Taylor bucks. I've been saving those up. Uh, my autographed photo of Taylor, no. Uh,. So, Cop Dad and Josh are uh, thrown into the brig, which is the same weird server room slash jail cell <laughs> where German Tom was being held before. Uh, Lucas tries to interrogate Josh where, uh, sorry, tries to interrogate Cop Dad where uh, uh, Taylor is. Um, oh, Josh and uh, Cop Dad have this moment where Josh is like, you know, I hated you for, like, getting arrested and going to jail before coming to Terra Nova, but sometimes I realize that you just can't help it. Well, yeah, that's that's what's and funny. And I was like, I'm... <laughs> that's what's funny is that Josh is like, no. he, Josh was like, you know, I was mad at you for losing your cool and sacrificing everything to beat the shit out of one dude before, uh, but now I realize that's just kind of in your nature, and you're just kind of an asshole, and you know what? And I'm... I feel the same yeah. way, like father, like son, and I'm like, ah, 
<laughs> I don't think that's a lesson. Like, I think this show is like, yeah, this is actually true. Like, this is yeah, this is something that you should be imparting on all of your children. Yeah. Is well, all, 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 all your like male again, it's a very dad masculine yes. thing where it's like yeah. I get it. Sometimes you just some fools. Just, it's that drill tweet. Like some fools just need to have the shit knocked out of them. Like sometimes yeah. you just gotta beat the crap out of out of people. Like uh, even like if it you're compromises, a real man now, Josh. yeah, yeah. Even if it compromises like everything and puts a lot of people in danger, sometimes you just got to do it. Uh, so weirdly, that heals their relationship. Lucas arrives and is like, uh, "Josh can go because Sky vouched for him or something." I'm not really clear why he decides to let Josh go. Yeah. Uh, but Lucas's new plan is he's going to tase his cop dad until he talks. Uh, so meanwhile, the, uh, uh, we get Elizabeth's big badass moment, which is that the, uh, uh, lead scumbag shows up with a rash in the infirmary and is like, again, this is crazy. There are so many bugs, so many bugs in this jungle. <laughs> and they're just like pussy yeah. getting sick in the jungle. <laughs> and it looks like a serious rash. Like, again, he is justifiably concerned that like his right arm looks like a side of ground beef. Uh, <laughs> I cannot feel my legs. <laughs> oh well. Well, boo, huh, huh, huh. Look Whoa, at you, like wow. Walk it off. <laughs> no, like you don't understand. I'm paralyzed from the waist. <laughs> Lays down. Uh, so Elizabeth uh, injects him with the supposed cure, and then is like, "Let me tell you a funny story about this uh, parasite I discovered once. Uh, it's this crazy little uh, humdinger of a bug that, when it is put in the bloodstream, will go to the brain and just like eat your mind, basically." And yeah. Leeds comeback is like, why are you telling this? And Elizabeth is like, because that's what I just injected in you, bitch. Oh, drops the mic. You can hear like, the air <laughs> horns in the background. <laughs> uh, and yeah, she's just suddenly like a cold. Ast- I mean, like, okay, let's be real here. Even in my notes, I'm like, I 100% do not believe she actually injected him with the parasite. No, but no, Dude, do no harm. Do no harm. Yeah, but she plays it off as like a stone cold, like, uh, killer yeah. moment where she's like, I have the cure for this deadly parasite. I'll give it to you. You got to let go of my husband. And um, this guy could have said, uh, I'm just going to kill you yeah. with my soldiers <laughs> and your family. Yeah. But instead, he's like, no, this is a good bargain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like it. This is I a fair like deal. This, I like this badass moment, and so I'll allow it. But the, the bad guy definitely could have handled it. Lead douchebag is not was not the best like was not the best in the brace they could have brought over to this jungle yes which maybe makes sense in a weird way like the actual masterminds are like we're not going to the jungle are you, are you like, sh- fuck crazy? That. there are they bugs there send, <laughs> so they had to send like this in, sort of incompetent un- underling yeah to, like yeah no that, that, that checks out i'm not mad and again honestly like i'm not I am mad gl- it's worth it yeah i'm glad that elizabeth is having more to do than just be exposition and eye candy which is kind of what she's yeah. been for the last like several yeah. episodes like she hasn't really yeah. done much lately uh and i also saved like, by your wife checklist yeah. for <laughs> dad yeah. fantasizing honestly it made me think that like i would have loved for this like this same setup but instead of making the main character a cop just making the main character one of the doctors and doing like a hard sci-fi like we're discovering like science and shit mm. about this like jungle yeah. that would have been so cool and then Taylor really could have been like sort of fascistic yeah like him belittling science would have been more of like uh more of an actual yeah, like, that's sort of a, that's thing. sort of a classic <laughs> dynamic of like do we have to understand the environment or conquer right. it uh but yeah. i would have been really interested in that it like gave me a glimpse of like oh man elizabeth would have been so much more of an interesting character than cop dad yeah uh but you know it is what it is uh it's in our terra nova the zuschlag terra nova yeah. zuschlag nova terra G- give it a decade it'll be ripe for a reboot uh oh yeah so and we'll be rich by then <laughs> but, patreon rich yeah <laughs> god uh so 
since we had that moment of non-dad centric plotting, we got to really bury the needle next on the dad thematics, which is that cop dad mid torture is like, so tell me about your dad. And tell me about your dad. Lucas is like, I hate my dad. It's like, oh, (laughs) I feel like we've heard this before (laughs) somehow. Uh, So Lucas goes on a rant where he finally reveals what went down, which is that uh, I was with Taylor. My mom and I were with Taylor when a city that I guess he was defending or whatever. like Somalia. It all goes back to Somalia. Always back to Somalia. When the rebels captured the city, uh, they lined up a bunch of civilians and let the soldiers each choose one to save. And Taylor had the choice to save either my mom or me, uh, and he saved me. And cop that is like, okay, but that's not Taylor's fault. Like the soldiers made him choose. You can't hate him for sacrificing your mom. And Lucas surprisingly is like, I thought that's where I was going to go. But instead Lucas is like, no, I don't blame him. I get that. I, I'm lucid enough to get that. What I really hate. But I'm still a fucking idiot. But I, so what I don't get. <laughs> well, so here's the thing is that he says, what I really hate is that Taylor blamed me for like having to choose me over my mom, basically. Right. And like that I couldn't live up to him, that I was never like good enough for him. He held that against me, which would actually be, again, if the show had any interest in complicating and challenging its its, its patriarchal protagonists, this would be an interesting vector to take. But, one, they don't eventually. And two, Cop Dad's response to this is, you kind of brought this on yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean... but really, like, they don't even – so they, they don't even follow up with that because Taylor is like, oh, I never thought that way. Like, come here, son, later when yeah. they have their confrontation. But the other thing, too, is, like, in previous episodes, they mentioned Taylor's like, yeah, I made, like, a hard choice and it's all my fault. Like, I'm so sad. I just missed my son. Yeah. Like, it, there's no hint that, like, Taylor throughout any of this period blames his son or hates his son. Like, yeah. it, it, has, it has just been, like, this dude has internalized – this fear or this view of his father that is apparently in, totally yeah, and completely, completely incorrect. fabricated. It's completely fabricated. And then because of this fabricated like view of the way his father views him has become like this evil, creepy, like almost irredeemable yeah. character. It's, it's so strange because like, I get that a show that is this committed to kind of broad moral characterization and sort of reaff- reaffirmation of like sort of uh, uh, mainstream american family structuring and values essentially um i can get that they don't want to like give taylor an actual like bad backstory where he like sat like had a moment of cowardice or a moment of incompetence and like couldn't save the wife or whatever right i get that they don't actually want to challenge him on that but it would be like understandable if like there were some complicated feelings around like the loss of his wife slash lucas's mother and lucas's kind of behavior like it'd be understandable if there was some weirdness there and if lucas like yeah. maybe had kind of a point and like maybe taylor does have like some like it, it wouldn't make taylor a bad guy or a bad character if he did sort of have some unresolved issues with his son um stemming from the way that they're dealing with this like extreme trauma like that's understandable yeah. but instead the show is just like nope this kid is just totally crazy because he doesn't trust his dad because he's totally crazy and that made him crazy and he's crazy because he doesn't trust his dad and that's basically also it. after this big reveal it has nothing to do with him being born <laughs> oh yeah, yeah absolutely yeah again, like, like, birth. <laughs> yeah uh so anyway that's just kind of falls flat uh so but the uh, leads come back interrupts this little heart to heart and calls Lucas away, which allows him to, which allows the lead scumbag to free cop dead, bring him to Elizabeth, asks for the cure. Elizabeth instead uh, injects him with a sedative, which is good. 
uh, and he again Elizabeth getting shit done. Well, because Elizabeth's like, by the way, there was never any like you were never in any danger. Yeah. I didn't inject you with anything, yeah. but I did inject you with sedative. Which again was like a super cool, like oh she was just bluffing, like, yeah. Crack. Oh she never harmed, do no harm. All right, Elizabeth. Woo. I kind of want. I was a big fan. I kind of really want, like again, I would have loved to see like murder doctor, like Elizabeth. It's just like her <laughs> part of guerrilla warfare is that she is like slowly murdering soldiers, like in, in treatment. <laughs> yeah, she injects it and is like, actually, I didn't inject you with the parasite before, but I did this time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just injected you with chlorine. <laughs> this is just a th- this is just a syringe full of bleach like it's not even <laughs> not even that complicated really sprays a little bit out on like her jeans and they instantly turn like white it's <laughs> like oh shit oh fuck <laughs> uh so the shannon's plan is now uh that uh i thought that they were gonna like make it so that she whatever she injected him is gonna make him forget so they can still exist within the camp but no they're yeah. actually just gonna like leave Escape. now they're just gonna scram uh, so Taylor is waiting outside the gates, which is probably a good idea because uh, <laughs> cop dad, cop dad's bluff lasted all of five hours yeah. <laughs> before it was discovered that he's not actually a deaf and dumb cripple. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, 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 Taylor has set up a force, sort of circling the the gates, and he's ready to receive the Shannons if they can make it to the tree line. Lieutenant Washington also meets them. Uh, and it's revealed that she has been in on this and she has swiped control of one of the sections of the gate for now. Um, but she, for some reason, needs to distract the guard, basically stay in the camp and distract, cause a distraction uh, so the guards don't chase the Shannons out. Uh, and she tells yes. Cop Dad to give Taylor the message, uh, like, Tolua Chan or something like that. Remember the Alamo. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially that. But what's great is that she's like, if you see Taylor, tell him, like, Tekula Chan. Remember... Tulu Chan. Tulu Chan. And Cop Dad's like, I don't know what that means. And it's like, yeah, no shit. It's a coded <laughs> message, idiot. Like, duh. He gets, he gets to, he gets to Taylor and he's just like, yeah, she told me, <laughs> she told me to tell you to remember. Oh, fuck, I can't remember the name of it. It's some weird foreign name. I don't remember. He, he goes to, he goes to Taylor and he's like, he's like, hey, listen, I want you to know, right before we left, <laughs> Lieutenant Washington was kind of losing her mind. Like, she said some stuff that didn't make sense. Yeah, she said, like, I don't know. It sounded maybe like a foreign language that she made up. I don't get it. I'm sure it wasn't important. I think I think the stress was getting to her. But uh, anyway. Uh, but no, no, he does agree to, to, to tell uh, Taylor that. Um, and then uh, I, sh- Lieutenant Washington goes off and bombs something. There's an explosion, which lets the uh, Shannons escape. They manage to get to the tree line. But unfortunately, Lieutenant Washington gets captured and brought before Lucas and uh, he does her gangster style, uh, just bullet to the head. But before that, her last words to him are, you have your father's eyes. Which, you know, again, just super dad-centric. Her basic, like, she should have just so been good. like, your dad's cooler than you. <laughs> and then Lucas kills <laughs> yeah. me. It's great. Yeah. I, it's just, uh, it's so, it, the, the whole scene, like, the whole Lieutenant Washington dying is dumb. So I'm glad it ended in, like, a kind of dumb way, too. Yeah. yeah. You know? They really hammed it up there because they kind of had to. Honestly. Yeah. Like, but again, again, it's a case where like Lieutenant Washington is more of a character than Kara, but after serving kind of a mostly functional role for the early episode, she's just kind of dropped out of the plot for like several episodes yeah. and then is just brought back to die. Basically like they give her a yeah. bunch of characterization last moment, like backfill a bunch of stuff about her and then kill her. Which is a shame too, because it's actually another dynamic that was, 
that could have been more interesting. Yeah, she had history she with Taylor. Taylor the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was that scene where like um, she was able to talk him down when right. he was going murder crazy. Like murder there should have she yeah. should have been more of a character instead of wasting so much time on the Shannon's bullshit on Maddie's dumb like uh, uh, experiments homework. and Zoe. Yeah, homework <laughs> and Zoe's like weird uh, pet fixation. I guess it's not that weird. Fascistic pet. Yeah, yeah, that's that too. Like they, there were so many of these characters who, like, they're now kind of left with, like, n- nothing when they have to kill them yeah. off. Um, but I was a little sad that she was dead. But you know, you saw yeah. it coming. Rest in peace. Th- this actually also uh, when Taylor comes back and they're like, oh, like, where's Lieutenant Washington? He's like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, she was a good soldier. Every person who has died that has been the comment that they've made of yeah, like, Oh, yeah. they were good soldiers. And they really like, again, it was just like, again, just like driving home that like the most important thing to Taylor is if they it's were the a good soldier or it's, not. You got to respect the Regardless troops. of any other relationship he may have had with them. Listen, whatever the context, wherever you are, whatever happens, you got to respect the troops. Troops first. <laughs> they're there. Troops first and people second. Uh, and then speaking of uh, that outlook on life, Zoe uh, comes to Taylor by the fire Uh, and is like has this like little moment with him where she basically like one backfills a bunch of lieutenant washington's character to like try to really like underscore how tragic this is because zoe's like she taught me things like how to make a fire and find which is north and shoot a gun (laughs) she taught me like the cluster of nerves in a man's head where if you hit it hard (laughs) enough it kills him uh and taylor's very touched i I took my first scalp with her (laughs) when we made the sixer camp uh (laughs) So this is very touching for Taylor, and she gives him a hug and is like, oh, if you need a hug, let me know anytime." And then we cut to Cot Dad grimacing, which, like, I think he's supposed to be sympathetic, but I really want him to be like, I think Zoe, I think Taylor is Zoe's dad now. Like, oh, shit, I think. Oh, man. Uh, but weirdly enough, he's also, again, weirdly grounded for Cop Dead, worried that, like, oh, yeah, hey, more people are probably going to die. Like, we are, like, yeah. doing a guerrilla war. People are probably going to keep dying from here. Uh, and also, like, we are kind of fucked from, like, a numbers position. Like, yeah. there's... And it, and it's his... It's Elizabeth who sort of pumps him back up and be like, hey, remember, we got to do this. Yeah. Save the colony. Like, look at the bigger picture. Yeah. Which, again, is sort of a nice... I feel like that was, again, sort of a... They had the earlier scene that was, like, the checking off, bangs his wife, and is like, I'll always be here for you yeah. sort of thing that is sort of more trophy one i kind of like this one in the sense that elizabeth is shown to be like strong and very continues to be very strong and capable yeah. like throughout the episode of yeah i mean it is it is it is person. imperfect for all the reasons we, we listed before but they are having yeah. giving characters moments to breathe emotionally and also kind of reckon yeah. with bigger picture stakes and questions which i do appreciate yeah. um so the uh, uh, uh we get just i i, I there's some like it's kind of a running hot market maddie kind of thing where we keep checking in with them i want to skip over most of them because this episode's already hella long and we don't have time <laughs> but there was one very funny shot which is that hot mark and maddie are making out in the jungle and then we get a shot that makes it look like a dinosaur is stalking them but it turns out to be <laughs> cop dad cop dad yeah. yeah he like pops out of the brush like a velociraptor and is like, yeah. oh, what's going on here but he's just confused <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's just like baffled. people make out <laughs> at such a young age uh, in the jungle during a revolution? <laughs> it's like, I mean, there's nothing else to do yeah, if you're Maddie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. You can't do homework anymore. Sorry. <laughs> Your homework is find a way to kill a man. Yeah. Uh, so Cop Dad finally has a, uh, a meeting with Taylor where he's where he does reveal that uh, uh, 
Lieutenant Washington's last message was to remember Tulua Chan and also yeah. reiterates that he has no idea what it means. Like what he's just means, yeah. <laughs> really important that everyone knows that he can't figure it out. <laughs> and so Taylor has this spins this yarn about how that uh, he and Lieutenant Washington were in this fight where the enemy had them greatly outnumbered and they had to defend a position. So what they did was they destroyed kind of their only way in and out of this this uh, position and even though it trapped them with the enemy force, it also meant the enemy couldn't get reinforcements and kind of was the whole, like, Sun Tzu, like, if you defend with your back against a wall. Right, you'll fight twice as hard. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, and so they come up with the idea that, oh, we should do that for this situation. We should blow up Hope Plaza, which, <laughs> holy shit. Okay, all right. Um, this is... I'm down. I Okay, <laughs> but here's the thing, is that this is another... This is another very uh, kind of problematic conclusion that Taylor comes comes to that I don't think the show is aware is problematic, which is essentially like all that stuff about uh, uh, how Hope's Plaza, because not only do you want to blow, blow up Hope's Plaza, they essentially want to blow it up so that there's no more time rift, so that nobody can yeah. ever come to Terra Nova again. Right. So all that talk about how like the future, everyone is committing suicide because they're hopeless and there's nothing <laughs> like Terra Nova is the only thing giving people hope from the future. And even then, like everyone is such in such despair that they're just like dying by pollution and self-inflicted like uh, yeah. uh, death just over and over again. Uh, actually, fuck Which, those people. Side note. <laughs> actually, Which fuck side note. I'm surprised. Uh, Cop dad didn't mention that when he was trying to comfort his son, and son was like, "If only I hadn't sent her over here, she, like she would be alive." <laughs> I wish cop dad be like, "I don't know, the yeah, suicide I, I rate's don't know. pretty high over there. Kids your she age, might have died anyway. <laughs> There's a good chance." Yeah, but this is kind of this weird thing where where Taylor, where cop dad is like, "Oh, then no one, no more pilgrimages," and Taylor's like, "You know, we got a thousand people. I think that's enough to start over again." And it's like, it, dude, yeah, his his response is, "It's a." It's a good round number. That's yeah, yeah. what he says. It's a it's like, good round number. And it's like, bro, of course you think that that's good enough because you're part of it. Because you're part, part of, of the it, thousand. Because yeah. your family made it over. Like, Cop Dad, if any of your family members were actually left on the other side, you would be. Yeah. You would think very much twice about this whole scheme. Yeah. Because, like, this is a don't go. Uh, later we find out that, like, oh, there might actually be, like, a loophole that allows time travel. But, like, as far as they know, this is a never, like, it this is it you are damning the future like a hundred percent it is over for everyone else like if there's anyone in that thousand people if any of them have family or like girlfriends or like children (laughs) on the other side you are just saying fuck them they they're gonna die like i gotta get including actually um uh, mira is one of those people actually which actually the gift like (laughs) so slight slight jumping ahead spoiler but like now she really has a reason to hate cop dad like before Like, not really, but now, like, yeah, because this is crazy, great. Like, really, there's no other way? Like, this is, I don't know. It, it just seemed nuts to me because it's, like, again, it's just underscoring that, like, weird sort of, ne- like, neocon conservatism that, like, runs through the series and, like, peaks up at weird times where it's, yeah. like, fuck you, got mine. I got mine. I got yeah, mine, yeah. yeah. Uh I agree with you. I think it's worth it because the scene they have scenes of the dinosaur that are freaking hilarious. Yeah. So it works out in moments. the end. Entertainment uh, wise, it works out in the end. But uh in terms of it, it's like the last it's like the last really terrible like thing that the show supports without understanding the terrible implications behind the yeah. thing that it supports. It's like one last hurrah where it's like, <laughs> we're gonna fuck a bunch of people <laughs> because we can. Yeah. When we say the collective good for mankind, we mean the collective good for us, basically. Us. We're having a great time. 
Uh, so we cut back to the uh, lead scumbag who is like, we have so much ore. This is great. Uh, and Lucas is like, okay, so the portal is going to be ready soon. We can start sending this to our employers. Sky- yeah, we're so rich. Yeah, woo. Yeah. They, like cheer glasses. And, they, <laughs> uh, you know, and Sky, interrupts, Sky interrupts and is basically like, hey, actually, I've been thinking about it, and uh, I'm ready to turn evil now. Uh, and I, I'm anti-Taylor now. I don't think he's going to forgive me, so you know what? I might as well just double down. And, uh, <laughs> so just like you, I have an irrational hatred towards <laughs> this man. And Lucas is like, yeah, I can understand I, I can get that. on board with that. Yeah, finally, <laughs> someone else sees it. Uh, which also, side note, remember how like Mad, uh, like how Sky had a mother who was like the most important thing to her in her life? Oh, yeah. She, she doesn't gone. appear. She doesn't appear she in this episode. Appear. Does not yeah. matter. Uh, uh, again, just like we use this character for the emotional beat and we we're just going to discard She her. was saved. And that's it. That's, that's it. all you need to know. She's happily ever after with this, <laughs> this I kind degenerative of, dude, I disease. I kind of <laughs> wish she was in the meeting of like the neighborhood watch meeting when they were plotting like more of the rebellion. If Like she's just there like in her deathbed or whatever, yeah. gathered around with all the other rebels. They're using her bed as like the table. They have the map spread <laughs> they out over her. They have like a map her. laid over yeah. her. Yeah. She's like, I don't feel so good. It's like, hold still. You keep making, like, hang on. All right. You keep moving Taylor around. Yeah. We, stop. We need accurate measurements. We need accurate coordinates. Uh, so we kind of get, I, I'm going to speed through this a little bit, but we get kind of the setup of their, their scheme to bomb Hell right. Plaza, which is actually like, I kind of like the broad strokes of this, which is that, Riley has kind of rebuilt and reactivated the bomb. Although one funny detail, it makes a dial-up sound effect when she activates it, which is hilarious. Yes. Just like this yeah. <laughs> this bomb is connected to the internet through dial-up, <laughs> which is like, oh, we really are in the Stone Age, huh? Dude, that's why, it's, that's why uh, even if they had been able to detonate the bomb, it would have taken like 30 seconds for that, for like after pressing the detonation yeah. for the bomb to actually detonate. Hang it's on, like, someone's beep. on the phone. We got to, the bomb's not going to detonate just yet. <laughs> Dude, that would have been hilarious if it was like, we got to stop the bomb from detonating. Quick, Taylor, make a phone call. Make a long-distance call. Quick. Taylor's on the phone. He's like, hey, Dad, how's it going? Yeah. Oh, you're busy? No, no, no. I, I'm just calling. I'm just wondering where. No, don't hang up the phone. I have something really important to tell you. <laughs> now, there's a thriller. Like, you have to keep somebody on the phone. Otherwise, a bomb will go off. It's like speed. Set in the, yeah, it's set in the 90s. It's like, if you... If, if anyone hangs, if the, if somebody, if the internet connects in this home, this bomb will go off. Good news, you can stop it just by calling. By so it's somebody phone, like going yeah. through their contacts, like, oh, <laughs> I gotta make sure I stay like in conversation with everyone. Who can uh, I talk to the longest? I'm gonna, you know what? I'm actually writing this down. This, this would be, <laughs> be pretty good and funny. <laughs> Don't steal. Don't steal anyone listening. <laughs> Please, no copy paste you now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the second part is not only have they rebuilt the bomb, but they've also built kind of like a replica Phoenix truck out of one they've they've stolen. Yeah, that they're going to perform a little switcheroo. Elizabeth Co- they, gives cop dead. They have this great scene where like a whole bunch of people who who look like the Phoenix drive up and like get out of the jeep, and <laughs> immediately everybody pulls out any firearm yeah. they're carrying and points at them. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa calm down. It's like that's our guys, and like wow, it's so real. Like I almost shot them. Yeah, I almost just murdered our, which, our team. Yeah, which is actually weirdly effective visually for showing that like yes, these people look yeah very much like they don't have to tell us like oh we have very realistic looking outfits. They give us a scene that shows they have very realistic looking outfits, but also like in a real war, that's such a horrible <laughs> idea. Like they would have just been gunned down immediately. Yep. Like no second, no question. It's like oh, that's the enemy. Yep. Gotta shoot him. 
but it worked in the it worked like weirdly in this like yeah. scenario. Amongst all the ways that they told and didn't show, this was like one of the few where they actually showed. Yeah, yeah. Us like that, the thing. Yeah. Uh, so Elizabeth also gives Copdad a a injector of like super sedative or poison. Like we don't know what that's yeah. about, but that's that'll come in handy later. Uh, so meanwhile, uh, Sky lures Lucas. <laughs> into one of the uh, trucks on the convoy and is like, I don't want, uses the line that he said earlier, which is three's a crowd to basically say like, I don't want a soldier escort, which I don't know if Lucas thinks he's going to get some or like what, because Lucas is instantly <laughs> he like, know, no, he's like, oh yeah, she's about to tell me about my, something about my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I love when we're alone. We can really talk about how much we irrationally hate Taylor. It's my favorite. Oh Jesus. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a little strange, but whatever. Uh, she also reveals that she knows how to get in touch with uh, Taylor which gives Lucas an excuse to just bounce from the convoy and be like, hey, we're yes. going on a side mission, which, man, again, Lucas is such a fucking idiot. He's so dumb. <laughs> He's so dumb. But he hates his dad so much. Yeah. He, he he is just the teenager who only thinks with his dick, only his dick is just irrationally <laughs> mad. It's not, like, turned on. It's just angry yeah. all the time for his dad. <laughs> uh, it's real, real weird Freudian shit we're getting into here. Uh, so... They take a detour and then get ambushed. And sure enough, Sky was in on the bombing plot all along. They take Lucas prisoner and swap his vehicle and like shipping labels with the uh, the new one with the bomb in it. Uh, but then they also just leave Lucas with Sky like alone. They're like, yeah, I'm sure you guys will you'll figure it out. <laughs> you got it. You got it's this. Fine. These two teenagers, one of whom is like the most dangerous threat to Terra Nova because he's the only one who can like set up this portal and has been shown yeah. to be like calculating and fiendish in the past. That eh, sure it's fine. We'll just, we just, yeah, we'll just leave you two. <laughs> uh, so you kids have fun now. <laughs> uh, Cop dead manages to uh, smuggle himself into the portal with the bomb and also something else that is under a tarp, which we will see later. Something else. Uh, meanwhile, Maddie is trying to hot wire the car. That she and Lucas are in again. This is definitely the stupidest Sky, part of the Sky. plot. Sky, yeah, Sky is trying to. Yeah, so this Sky is just like fiddling with something. Like, huh? Yeah. I wonder how an engine works. Why don't I check while I have this very dangerous man? Yeah. Why don't I set my me? make a point to set my gun down and then down. obscure my vision with the hood of this car? Right over here. <laughs> uh, and sure enough, Lucas gets the drop on her. He slips out and slams her face into the engine. Into <laughs> the fucking. Out of the car. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird that like this show, I think it's because the show is so adverse, like outside of the mauling some of the extras like off camera, the show is weirdly adverse to like bursts of like on screen violence. So sudden yeah. on screen violence, which is why it's always very strange and kind of funny whenever a character just like gets smacked out of nowhere. <laughs> smacked it down. Um so Lucas uh, tries to contact the uh, the lead soldier, but there's radio interference with the the portal, so he can't warn them about Copdead's plot. Meanwhile, Malcolm again coming coming through triggers a big red button, which is comically large, but most importantly, it like basically breaks the portal, so they can't send anyone else through it. And he yeah. does a pretty convincing act of just like blaming the soldiers for mishandling the parts, yes. which is believable. I uh, Malcolm is so good in this episode because. For, like, the first time, him being just smarter than everybody around him actually, like, is a, is a good quality. Yes, it's like, the correct. show is, like, this is a good thing. Um, because all the other times, you're just like, oh, this guy is speaking some scientific yeah, yeah. mumbo how, how dare this guy what act like he knows? Idiot. Yeah, it's the show normally is like, how dare this guy act like he knows better than everyone else, even though he does. 
does. And this time it's actually <laughs> like honoring that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and meanwhile, on the other side of the portal, we're getting to the best part in the entire episode. And I'd say the entire series. Honestly, this is the best. Yes. This is the best. This, this was a finale. They really. They brought it together. They brought it. They brought it to a head. <laughs> best sequence in the entire show, which is that uh, uh, the scumbag arrives and even in person, e- like throughout this episode, it's always just the employers. There is no signifier yes. at all. Again, what they are. He is just meeting with the employers. And he brings, uh, uh, this is in the future now, they're in Hope Plaza, which has been taken over by the Phoenix Group and the quote-unquote employers. And one of the employers, um, who kind of looks like the leader of the Geth from uh, Kings, he's just like an old, old bald dude, uh, shows up and is talking with the lead scumbag, and the lead scumbag mentions that they found something in the Badlands. So again, hmm, something's weird about these Badlands. Uh, he opens the shipping container that has the bomb and cop dead inside, and then it also has dun 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 a motherfucking T Rex dinosaur. Yes. <laughs> so it turns out uh, that's what the sedative injection was for, and cop dead just unleashes a T Rex in the cargo boy bay, yes. which is fantastic. And dude, it takes it is brutal too. Like it fucking takes these dudes out. Yeah. Uh, like sort of off screen, but still. Yeah. Like these guys go down. <laughs> there's there's a hilarious part where uh, the scumbag and his employer are hiding, and then the scumbag, yes, without yes. looking, says it's clear, and the employer goes okay and takes a okay. step, and then gets eaten instantly. <laughs> yes, it's the classic like, uh, oh, don't worry, trust me, like it's clear. You go on ahead, yeah. I'll stay here, type of thing. Except the dude is like, is it safe? <laughs> and the scumbag's like, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, you got it, buddy. Go for it, totally. Uh. So there actually there's actually two other scenes, parts of the scene that I love. The first one is the dinosaur is mauling like everybody there. Yeah. Um and cop, actually there are three scenes. One is that cop cop that takes the bomb and he just walks up to like this whole this like tube that's yeah. sitting jutting out of the ground. He just like drops it down. Yeah. Uh which I don't know why I just struck I watched it a couple of times and it just it looks so silly. Yeah. Uh, the way that he's doing well because like, okay, since bomb. there was no like briefing or anything it is kind of fun to imagine that he's just like well this is where the bomb goes I guess. <laughs> this is the hole yeah. where the bomb is this looks like a bomb pipe it's the size is about right sure drops it down yeah. uh the second thing that's hilarious is he drops the bomb in and then as he's trying to escape uh, the, the setup for hope plaza is like it's a large room with like containers and shit in it and then there's a walkway that leads out to like a pit yeah <laughs> apparently that goes to the portal and this pit is of a depth of of a not determined undetermined depth. Yeah, it's the classic like starship. Like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, why is there a giant guy, like huge pit in the middle of this pit. sci-fi? Right. Uh, and so as he's he's about to run towards it, but uh, ultimate douchebag guy holds him up with his gun. He's like, ah, "I got you now, Taylor. How dare you? Like, try this. Yeah. You're gonna I'm gonna kill you now, and we're gonna make a lot of money." And like, it cuts like to a wider shot of this of this holdup going on, and the dinosaur is sneaking up behind yeah. like this scumbag, like this enormous T Rex is just like tiptoeing behind this dude. Is so good. Yeah, but no, the best part is, and this is the shot I was talking about that like justifies the entire series basically, is that when the bomb does go off, Cop Dad's got to make a run for it. And yeah. as he's running to the portal to exit, he's running down this sci-fi walkway 
with a T-Rex running behind him and a giant <laughs> explosion in the background. And it is just the yes. most ridiculous. Like, if you showed me out of context a screenshot <laughs> and you're like, look at the show where, like, a slightly sweaty, muscular dude is running down <laughs> a sci-fi walkway from a dinosaur and an explosion. explosion I would be yeah. like, this is transcendent. Like, this is transcendental. Yes. Like, I'm glad that every single plot contrivance has led us to this moment. Let it, yes. Which, really, they probably wrote that last scene and then had to come up with the rest of the show happening <laughs> Steven Spielberg, before it. Steven Spielberg is like, I, you know, I, I, I read the script, I, and I think the show's <laughs> got real merit, but let me present to you my vision for Terra Nova. And he just puts, like, a drawing of but, that, yes, and they're like... This is the, this is the last scene. Yep. Good luck, gentlemen. Or, I often find when writing, it's best to start with the ending and work your way backwards. <laughs> so uh, this is the ending. And they're like, so uh, is, like, the dinosaur his friend or and Steven Spielberg is like who knows and then like throws down fairy That's dust. for you to decide uh the other thing to this whole scene is amazing uh because the other part about the the dinosaur sneaks up on douchebag guy yeah. eats him obviously after this after he crit succeeds on sneaking as a fucking yeah, dinosaur yeah. um as like he's running away from the dinosaur and the explosion, they're like these two random like portal technicians, I guess, who are standing on the walkway. Yeah, and like uh, they they should get out of the way or move or do something because there's dinosaur and explosion going towards them. Mm. But instead of like running to try and keep up with Cop Dad, instead of like panicking in some way, instead of literally doing anything else, they no hesitation just vault over yeah, the railing yeah. and jump into the sci-fi <laughs> kill themselves i guess like, kill themselves like it's not it's not like a, oh god we're so scared like we have to get out of the way yeah. or like oh no we get pushed out because the yeah. t-rex is like thundering around no they <laughs> see the t-rex coming grab the railing jump they're just like, like fuck this nope, i'm out fuck this fuck this i'm done i'm out this is i'm this is enough this is too much this is too much it's so good it's, that whole really scene bad. is so freaking good uh Whew. Back back in the jungle, uh, Taylor and um, uh, Lucas finally have their face-to-face. And, of course, Taylor, being the dad, just mercilessly beats the shit out of Lucas. Like, it's not even a fight, really. Like, this old man is just beating the crap beating out of his son. Him, yeah. uh, finally, like, Lucas is... <laughs> Beat the shit out of your son. Another off-the-dad yep. fantasizing checklist. Your shitty son, even though you're, like, 30 years older than him, you can still beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Uh and Lucas is finally kind of like taken down low and Taylor is like, you know what? I'm glad your mom's dead because she'd be ashamed of who you are. And Lucas finally like breaks and is like, oh, it wasn't my fault. I just hate you because you hate me for killing her. And of course, Taylor's like, that's a complete fabrication. Like, I never hated you. I never You're felt any ill will. You dumb as shit. What? You're so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you know this, but I'm basically, like, the perfect human being, Lucas. <laughs> like, I never held any animosity towards anybody, basically. Not uh, even Mira, my arch-rival. <laughs> who, although she is my arch-rival, you know, she... If, if it were a different time, we might be on the same side yeah. together. Even she kind of likes me a little bit. I'm beloved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they print my face on money. <laughs> Taylor bucks. <laughs> uh, so... But of course, like it's so obvious that Lucas is is Lucas. Like, give me a hug and make sure you present your very stabbable back to me while you do yes. so. And Taylor's like, yes, this could never turn against me in any way possible. And he's like, ha, psych! I still hate you, Dad. Even though you just explained away the reason why I hate you. <laughs> yeah, just underscoring that like Lucas is totally crazy and irredeemable. 
He stabs Taylor in the side, and at first I thought, like, oh shit, maybe they'll kill Taylor. And then Luke Sky appears out of nowhere and shoots Lucas twice. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, maybe they'll kill Lucas, but guess what? Nope. He's Neither gone. of them. Lucas just disappears yeah. off screen. Um, they even make a point to be like, oh, he's probably still alive, which is like, okay, so Lucas is basically like Jason Voorhees. Like, he can take <laughs> as much punishment as you need him to, and he'll just keep coming back. Um, so, uh, meanwhile, the uh, uh, cop dad manages to blow. So, uh, uh, Hope Plaza gets blown up. Cop dad manages to come back out in the jungle. Mira meets with Hoover and is basically like, what the hell happened? And Hoover is like, yo, they blew up the time portal, so now we're stuck here. And Mira is like, oh shit, now I have an actual reason to like be pissed off at Cop Dad and be like an actual villain now. Because holy shit, like you just cut off my one lifeline to my daughter. Um, which I really would have liked the show, a better version of the show where Mira, now that her kind of like connection is more or less assured, like is more of a sympathetic character. But I guess they're doubling down on making her a villain. So everyone uh, reunites and then <laughs> Taylor gets a call from Boylan. And again, this is Boylan's like character simplification where he's like, hey, um, after the explosion, everyone just kind of all the Phoenix group just kind of up and left Terra Nova. Like they just they just vanished. They're just gone. Uh, and I'm sad because no one's at my bar now. So you all need to come back and be in my bar. Yeah, I feel like it was um, it was supposed to be like, uh, oh, you know, Tom like can't admit that he actually likes Taylor, and so needs to come up with like a Tom reason to want everybody back in the colony or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, the soldiers weren't paying to begin with, so <laughs> it's a huge improvement regardless. Yeah. Like either he's serving drinks and nobody's paying, or he's not serving drinks and nobody's <laughs> paying, or he is serving drinks and people are paying. The first one is obviously pretty bad. The second and yeah. third, like, you know, maybe he wants to retire. Maybe he's like, yeah. it could have been like <laughs> he just calls <laughs> Taylor. He's like. Yeah, so the soldiers got up and left. Um, you're welcome to come back, uh, but I'm actually going to close down the bar because <laughs> I lost a lot of money. And yeah, kinda it's not worked out too bar. great for me, honestly. It's not worked out too great, so I'm just going to shut this down. This doesn't really have anything to do with you coming back to Terra Nova. Yeah. I mean, you probably should, but just thought I'd let yeah. you know, Taylor. All right, bye. This, honestly, this bar, like, I don't have a lot of happy memories. It's constantly <laughs> being ransacked or investigated or ransacked and investigated or, like, robbed. Like, it's not... <laughs> Not really a lot of, uh, you know, I had this fantasy of, like, you know, a nice place where people in Terra could come and forget their troubles and, you know, <laughs> play games and, you know, maybe I make a little extra on the side. But really, it's just brought me nothing but pain and misery. Like, <laughs> I got here. I saw my best friend murder somebody. I had to help bury a body and cover up a crime. <laughs> I launched a bar. I got beat up. I got tortured. Just, you know, I'm out. I'm, I'm out. Done. I'm done. Uh, and Taylor's like, Wow. Uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> About damn time. About damn time. Now I can open up Taylor Bar, <laughs> where you got to spend your Taylor bucks. All the drinks are Taylor themed. <laughs> My blood, sweat, and tears. So you can drink it at the Taylor Bar. I call this a long Taylor, and I call this one uh, Taylor <laughs> on the rocks, and I call yeah, this ta one Taylor a on the beach. Taylor Mule. <laughs> this is a Taylor and tonic. Here you go. Drink up. Uh, Taylor time. Drinks are half off. <laughs> And <laughs> it's half off for me, Taylor. <laughs> Anyone named Taylor gets a five finger discount. Oh <laughs> uh, God. Uh so everyone goes back to Terra Nova. Taylor is rocking a leather jacket with no shirt, just Mad Max style. And yeah, he, he is looks killing great. it. <laughs> just hell yeah, jungle daddy. Hell yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Hotmark reveals that the Phoenix people have been seen heading north to the Badlands. And so they're finally like, so what is the deal with the Badlands? Why why is everyone talking about the Badlands so much? So they go to the container they stole that was whatever Mira found in the Badlands. They open up and dun, dun, dun. It's like the old prow of a 19th century ship yeah. of like a creepy angel. It's pretty metal. Yeah, and this is kind of cool. I, I enjoy this. That like maybe there's a time rift somewhere else. And mm-hmm. like what I'm guessing is that the Bermuda Triangle has secretly been a time rift this whole time. Oh, please. Yes. Like that's my yes. guess, and that's a pretty that's a pretty fun fun twist. Imagine like Terra Nova, but there are pirates there too. It's like yeah, hell yeah, badlands. But then you got pirates, dinosaurs, and cops, and cops. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, hell yeah! Say please, give me a second uh, season, one season. <laughs> to end it too soon because the second season sounds amazing. Yeah, that, hell yeah. <laughs> Um, so the, uh, and then the, the episode ends as most of them have ended with the family gathering for some cheesy, like, oh, let's go watch a thing happen. Yeah. Which in this case is a meteor shower and Zoe is just being the adorable non-entity she's always been. (laughs) But you know what? What do you do with that gun, Zoe? And then it just ends. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, I can make some shooting stars. I want to see some fireworks. Light this bad boy up. Um, so yeah, and that's and that's Terra Nova. That's the end of it. We made it. We made it. A little. I think I I can't remember if I mentioned this on air if it was just in a previous discussion. I'm a little. It is a little strange that the show expends like like so much stuff happens, but it's all kind of in service of like basically reestablishing like the same dynamic, yeah. which is we're in Terra Nova. There's a vague threat, which is the Phoenix Group slash Sixers, and Taylor's like you a know, god. Taylor's Cop a god. Is a dad. Cop got his family. Maddie is uh, a freaking nerd, man. <laughs> Elizabeth is uh, hot as hell. <laughs> Josh is kind of mopey, but I guess he's less mopey now. And that's the biggest change there is. And Washington's uh, but yeah. dead. May she rest in peace. Yeah, Washington's dead. Pour one out. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of the show. Yeah. What what are your kind of your your? I guess what give your your is it a one I mean, season? I guess it, it went it it followed my expectations pretty well in that like a lot of the moments that I enjoyed were just the super cheesy, like falls to the walls, running away from a dinosaur on a sci-fi spaceship platform with explosion happening behind you. So yeah. And that's where like, I feel like that's sort of where when it had, when it just went for the total simplistic, like awesome stuff or total simplistic, bad guy, good guy stuff. That's really where it excelled. Um, yeah. Cause it didn't really want to challenge or push any of the, other uh themes that it may have brought up accident like despite itself brought up yeah uh i think i I I would i would say the thing that did surprise me was the fact that it didn't really have like any sort of twist at all like i get i get the only twist yeah quotes that it had is that sky was spying for the sixers but it wasn't any ideological thing it was again like a secret uh family member and sky turns out to be a good guy at the end so even that twist is like subverted at by yeah. the end and so it just never it like it, it felt like it it had all this setup for like what where it could have gone a totally it in a still tropey way but just in a very different rely on some very different yeah. tropes or done some different stuff and it just never went that way which is what surprised me the most about the show yeah well what i think i think partially what it is is that like so I was thinking kind of about the, the like broad morality you mentioned, and I do agree that this episode works 
for the most part, like when they were doing the guerrilla war- warfare montage, I was like, hell yeah, like fuck those Phoenix guys. Like the they, the show didn't really do a good job of establishing them. And again, the whole employers thing is so fucking nebulous. But like, but at I the same was, time, I they was kind want of to destroy an entire forest. Yeah, basically. but like, like unequivocally, they want to spread destruction. Yeah, but like I was kind of on board with that, and but I was thinking like the show's always been kind of broad and dumb. So like I was trying to interrogate like why previous episodes we were so like critical of its yeah. depiction of kind of Terra Nova life, and I think it's because like one, not having Taylor be a military dictator, but instead be like a scrappy guerrilla fighter, really right. does kind of like change the dynamics a lot. But then also I think one of the show's biggest weaknesses is that early on. And I think it's, this goes back to why it was originally canceled, which is that its narrative kind of lacked focus and shape. It was kind of sort of general and vague. Like, it's sort of a family drama. It's sort of a cop procedural. It's sort of a sci-fi serial, yeah. like, uh, a thriller. Uh, and I think part of that is because, like, because it didn't really have a good direction to go, there was not really a strong external threat for like 90% of the show like the Sixers existed and they should have been and I think they were set up in the first episode to be the external threat but the more the show went on the more it kind of got sidetracked of like there's a murderer and he's using dinosaurs to murder but he's not so bad (laughs) there's like a there's like a spy and the spy is a child but the child is talking to the Sixers and the Sixers aren't so bad because Mira's not that bad but maybe she is bad what do the Sixers want it's not clear we're gonna wait like 10 episodes before we even like reveal what the central conflict of the yes, series yeah. going forward is going to be. Well, that like, the was, show just, yeah. I mean, that was the big mystery and their attempt at mystery is like, what do the Sixers want? Uh, which again, which is sort of why I say like, they set up all these tropes where, you know, they set up like, this is the conflict. And then I was expecting them to be like, no, actually that was wrong. This is the actual conflict. But because they never yeah. did like that reversal or that like twist and said, it was like, this is the conflict. And it's still the conflict, but now you know a little bit more about it. Yeah, yeah, but we, but we took we took a really long time to establish Selish. it and actually yeah. give it, like, stakes and shape. Because, again, for, for most of the series, there's no, like, clear, like, narrative stakes. Like, you can have some mystery, but, like, narrative stakes are important because you need to know, like, what would happen if the good guys lost. Right. And, like, for most of the series, I don't know what them losing even looks like. Well, there also said to be consequences, which there weren't. And I think yeah, that's exactly. partly because a lot of the episodes were – it was episodic, almost, like, even more so than Kings was. I mean, Kings, like, things happened and dynamics changed throughout yeah. the episodes were connecting, even as the episodes were sort of had their own one-off plots to them. But this yeah. one was, like, beyond trying to find who the spy was. Like, all of them were pretty self-contained. Like, there's a problem at the start of the episode. There's a solution by the end of it. And when they and, – and so, like, there was never any – there never felt any danger from those external threats that happened throughout the show. Yeah. There was never that, like, something might – bad might happen that will change what is happening in the show. Yeah, the, yeah. The relationship between the characters. It just yeah. continued, like – there were smaller moments of Josh becoming a spy or, um, you know, things yeah. of that nature. But otherwise, like, there was no threat, which, again, is yeah. sort of, like, partly because, as you were saying, there was no, like, the the the, the uh, conflict wasn't well established to begin with. So there wasn't anything, there was no conflict with which to have consequences related to. Yeah. And, and even within, like, like again bring up sky's mother or like all these all these dangling threads that like the show uses very briefly and then just kind of drops and forgets so like characters like sky who or lieutenant washington who like appear play a, a significant role disappear for long stretches and then reappear only to like die or like have suddenly become like a pivotal member of the story is like it, it is this weird thing where the show is like using like more family drama episodic 
uh, not, not family drama, like family sitcom like yeah. structure of like always coming back to the status quo, always just coming back to like reestablishing the family unit. But in a show that really would benefit from things actually changing and developing and there being like real uh, yeah. uh, things lost and gained throughout the, right. the series. Um, so I guess like let's let's give our ratings for those. If you've been listening this far and this is your kind of first finale with us. Um, or even if you're not, let's remind our, our listeners. We kind of give at the end of a series a, a rating of one of three outcomes. Either this show is is one season thunder, i.e. it's like lightning in a bottle. It was something that was amazing and interesting, and it was a real shame that it got squandered or, or, or squashed after one season. Uh, either one season blunder, which is a show that like, yeah, I can kind of see why it was canceled. Like, it, it doesn't have to be like the worst thing of all time and i and i, I say blunder because it rhymes but i don't want to underscore that like this should have never been made or like this was a mistake <laughs> through and through it's just that like i want it makes sense it why rhymes. it only lasted one season yeah it like probably shouldn't have been more um and then a one season wonder which is a show that is like perfectly satisfactory in a one season yeah. sitting and that we kind of don't want more of can't want don't want less of that we can recommend to watch but that we're not really like devastated that it didn't yeah. live on uh and of those i i think i think this is another one season blunder, but yeah. for different reasons than yeah. Kings. Kings was like it, like Kings was a really interesting idea and themes that I wanted explored, but the execution was just so compromised. Yeah, that I, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, get 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 on with it. Um, Terra Nova, I think, is a show that like is has a surface level polish and like a basic competency from like a broad quote-unquote rules of storytelling uh, yeah. uh, uh, degree, but very, it's very much disappointing in that it doesn't tackle what to me are the most interesting questions and themes and does not sort of emphasize and escalate its yeah. action and stakes in the way that I would have I liked to see. Yeah, I, I would definitely rate it as a one-season blunder. Uh, my biggest beef, I guess, with it is just, as you were saying before, it couldn't decide what it was. And I think, as we discussed in previous episodes, there are a lot of different ways that they could have taken the setup that they had and gone, like, very... I mean, it doesn't have to be dark-themed, like, science fiction exploration of the human soul type of show to be good. Um, it just needs to decide if it's going to be that or if it's not going to be that. Or, yeah. you know, uh, if it's going to be an offshoot of that kind of science fiction or if it's not going to rely on the science fiction, it's going to be something else. And because it could never really decide on what it wanted to be, it just, all the episodes were just very, like, muddled. Or, like, yeah. the, the characters and the relationships was kind of, um, they couldn't, like, do anything with them because they didn't they didn't know where they wanted to take them or where they're going yeah. to go. And, like, that affects a lot of the plot and the story that you can tell when these characters stay fairly static throughout most of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I like part I, I have a similar <laughs> disappointment with Kings in a sense that Kings had a really interesting premise that was like, ah, like it, the execution just wasn't there for whatever reason. It's difficult yeah. to make a TV show. Um, this one is sort of like if they could have just sat down and decided what they wanted to do, I think the execution could have been there. I think there were some yeah. pieces that they could have run with, maybe not the sort of science fiction that we enjoy because it's still network television. They still got to appeal to a lot of people. Um, yeah. But they still could have done any number of different kinds of shows that I think would have been uh, just as entertaining um, and still could have explored some 
cool themes that people would have enjoyed yeah. and it's just like this couldn't it's got all these like writers or like people together to make this project and it's just hard to like corral yeah. them into a single idea i guess and yeah that, that's what was like really felt like that was that's what was missing from this show yeah that's I, I think core. part of that also is probably influenced i i'd have to guess by the budget because i think that yeah. they're like when you have so much money running on the line i think you are you understandably inclined to take fewer risks yeah. and not want to like push push things in one direction or another because you're trying to appeal to the widest yeah. broad, uh, the, yeah. the, the, the broadest possible demographic right. although it's kind of funny you mentioned that it was static it made me reflect and kind of realize that it's almost this may be oversimplifying and I might be misremembering Kings somewhat, but it's almost like with Kings, the problem was things changed too often yes. and too wildly where it's like, I hate you. I love you. I'm God's chosen. No, I'm we God's chosen. We don't have chosen. any money. A, we have all yeah, the money. All the money. <laughs> we're there's at a war. war. There's no peace. war. There's, <laughs> there's a, we're giving away cities now. <laughs> yeah. I'm pregnant. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sworn to God. I'm not sworn to God. I love you. I hate you. Like you're my dad. You're my enemy. Like you're the chosen one. You're the exile. And like things are just changing all the time and impossible to <laughs> to keep track of. Whereas in Terra Nova, it's like again, as you said, weirdly inert. Cop dad is cop dad. Like, throughout cop the dad is cop show. dad always. Maddie is always a nerd. Josh is always kind of mopey. Again, though he may be the most who changed. And Taylor, weirdly enough, despite starting at the series dressed in all black Against and monologuing, all odds. <laughs> yeah, and monologuing about how we have to preserve the sanctity of our species, <laughs> uh, weirdly turns out to just be kind of a cool bro, you know, a good guy. <laughs> Yeah. All right. I think I think I think that'll yeah, do it unless there's anything it. else. Yeah. Let's say no. All right. So, guys, thank you so much for listening so long to the end of uh, the season. Um, we're gonna take a break and uh, figure out what we want to watch next. But if you have any thoughts or feelings or shows you want to recommend, uh, we already have a list, but we're already open for always open for more. Uh, yeah. You can you can add us. <laughs> uh, we are on all socials at one the numeral season wonders. That's at number one season wonders we're on twitter we're on facebook uh we've got an, uh, a gmail one season wonders at gmail.com uh send us whatever you want us to see next uh and we'll be uh, putting together a plan to start covering a new show soon so uh stay tuned with that yeah very exciting i i i i this despite calling it one season blender i've always enjoyed watching these tv yeah. series I, again that, the dinosaur scene have been transcendent watch, yeah transcendent worth yeah. it 100 they've, they've been they've been great all right, cool. Well, I think I think that'll do it for this season of One Season Wonders. Brother, we did it. We lasted we two it. seasons two at the seasons. very least. We beat the curse of our own title. <laughs> uh, so the this curse has been or we're just like going against our very core values. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Maybe we've made a mistake. We'll see. Uh, so this has been a season of One Season Wonders. I have been your co-host, Jeff Zuschlag. I have been your co-host, Mark Zuschlag. And we are tuning out. Goodbye. Do you like Christmas? Uh-huh. Do you like Christmas movies, good or bad? Yeah. Do you like podcasts? Yes. Do you want a podcast that reviews awesome Christmas movies that a lot of people think that are bad? Yes! Well, Ross, you're you're in this podcast. Wait, what? Yeah, you're co-hosting this podcast <gasps> with me, Jackie. Let's do it! And we have special guests. It's called Most Wonderful Pod of the Year, brought to you by Campfire Media. Oh, I love it. So you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I'm going right now. Here's my phone. Merry Christmas. Let's oh, ring in the holiday. Campfire. <laughs>